0: How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? What's the real truth about Citizen Kane? It'll probably turn out to be a very simple thing.
1: We hope you're doing well. I'm Parker.
2: I'm your plastic and enthusiastic host, Rio the Fever. I'm
1: your fantastic plastic host,
3: Will
4: Houser. And I'm Max.
2: And welcome to Better Than Citizen Kane, the highly subjective show where we look at a movie and ask the question, Is it better than Citizen Kane?
3: And if
1: you like Citizen Kane, that's fine. Because we're not here to hate on it. But when every movie ever made is a reasonable contender for the title of greatest film of all time, you have to wonder... Better than Citizen
4: Kane. So grab your roller skates and get ready to feel because today's episode we're crossing over to Barbie land with our friends from Mind Over Mattel as we dive into Greta Gerwig's Barbie. That
2: was profound. I can't believe you came up with that.
4: Thank you. Way to go. Wow. I love that we just go. all, You're did,
2: that. A we all just did We, that. Just, did we that. All all just did that. All just... Wow. Well, I listened to a lot of Better Than Citizen Kane, so I have the intro memorized. Right, and See, I
4: binged your entire show. On like Wednesday last week.
2: Yeah. You haven't
1: been a lifelong
4: listener. You haven't been keeping up. You're not lifelong, post. no. Wow.
2: And Max's address is
4: oh. <laughs> Drumroll, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah>. what's happening?
2: <laughs> so, what do we do now?
4: <laughs> so, so what's
3: happening, and so, what do we do now are the questions. Of oh, the I thought
4: weekend. maybe you were going to give an
3: answer. Yeah, I think. <laughs> oh, I see. No, what you're doing. I just, no, I see, like, uh,
2: yeah. Ain't that the way?
3: <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're segueing.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) If for whatever reason you weren't able to deduce from our opening, uh, we finally are doing our big crossover episode. Mission Impossible. Here we go. We've got Mission (laughs) Impossible, (laughs) Impossible, Fallout Fallout (laughs) Nation, Part
3: 1, Mission Impossible 7. Wait,
2: can I tell a story actually? Yeah. We went to go see Barbie at Broovies recently. And me and my friends wandered into Mission Impossible. We walked in and immediately got shushed by everybody because we're like, no, where are we going to sit? They shushed us. We sat. So I have actually seen four seconds of Mission Impossible because I remembered that Tom Cruise is not in the movie we're discussing
3: today. That was a good one. That was really embarrassing. So Mission Impossible, better than Citizen Kane. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
2: No, the four seconds I saw were not as good as the 11 seconds of Citizen Kane that I've seen.
4: (laughs) Better than Citizen Kane. And Mind Over Mattel are both Odd <laughs> Brothers podcasts. <Yeah>.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've brought
4: the podcasts together to discuss the movie of the hour, of the year, mm-hmm. of the moment,
0: mm-hmm.
4: Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And the I'm movie sure, of the year. The movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that we have a lot to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good. I'm done doing It's right. okay. Yeah. That's, That's all I have to say. It's
0: really good. You Oh, good night, it.
4: folks. Well,
3: love you. The, the world changed. The yeah. world did change. We're we are living yeah. in a different society than the one we were in
0: mm-hmm.
3: on Thursday. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: These, the outfits and the colors that we're wearing weren't intentionally chosen. Those happened. I woke up she this morning was. wearing this.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: After because Barbie happened. It's true. Barbie mm-hmm. happened. My hair has never
1: looked better. Parker then. waking
3: up post Barbie. Mm-hmm. Parker was always going to dress like Alan. Yeah. And has. Yeah, nice <laughs> okay, yeah, that's great.
1: And, and that's, not a thing. that's not a bad
3: thing. And that's great. We oh, you that, are, Alan. Alan. That's, that's great. great. We I like that. Better. That's from the movie. <laughs> uh... <laughs> How do you guys do this? Because <laughs> what do we, we do... Do you guys do the
2: jokes from the movie? Because we
1: just do the jokes from the movie. The <laughs> because the no movie. one's ever <laughs>
2: seen anything we're talking about. So, yeah, that's
1: no. what that's funny. So, 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 no, the girlies have. The timeout here, the timeout we have to say so is... This is your big, old, massive spoiler warning.
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking yeah.
1: about the movie in depth. We're going to be talking about the bits. We're going to be doing the jokes. If you haven't watched the movie, go experience this movie. Then come back and we can all hang out together. It'll yeah. be, oh. Like,
2: actually, I'm earnestly begging you. Yep. Go oh, see okay.
1: it.
3: So this is the best part about the Barbie movie. Because it's like, oh, you haven't seen Barbie yet? Yeah, it's good. Go see it. Mm-hmm. And then you pause the podcast right now. Okay, ready? So we're going to say, hey, you haven't seen Barbie yet? Go see it. Pause, unpause. Welcome. Hi. Congrats outside of oh, the main How okay. was your screening? Congratulations. That, okay. that was the best experience of You'll your stop life, crying huh? Soon. It's, it's gonna okay. be okay. The world's not soon. It's but, better now. The world's
1: still spinning in the best like, way. Hey, I we're
3: love here for you. you. We love you. Thanks for doing that. We all and we all love each other. Yeah, so your makeup
2: you. still looks Wasn't it
3: crazy how many people were in that movie theater? It's packed. Uh huh. And just laughing out loud with strangers. When was the last time you did that in your life? Legitimately. When was the last time you saw a comedy in theaters?
4: That it's was actually true. funny. Yeah.
2: True. That, that was well Sing funny. Two. Yeah.
4: Sorry. <laughs> sing Two is a is a dramedy. Oh, this is yeah, hard. Hard. <laughs> sure. All right. We I all was should. wondering, yeah, should
3: we just each yeah, take so, a quadrant of this movie sure. and, and to each take like a minute and try to yeah, break it Yeah, cuz we down? usually
1: the way we usually roll is that we open with sort of a recap of the movie mm-hmm. and we go through and we talk about the movie and have our little blurbs as we go mm-hmm. and then we close out uh which I think would be a perfect segue with uh
4: getting snacks. I was going to say, do I get to take a snack you break? You can do a snack oh, break. Snack oh, yeah, you, you raid, I know that you've transitioned You want to raid our mother's slumber pantry? Slumber party snacks.
0: I mean,
1: and yeah, I, yeah
0: is but this okay? is a
1: movie slumber party. You're yeah, this is a slumber party time. vibe, I thought. Does she guard the
2: pantry? Uh, my mom's pretty fast and angry, so you're going to have to be pretty quick. Ooh. Will's gotten good at it, but...
3: Okay, all right. Parker, do you want to do
1: the first quarter Oh, geez. Of Greta Gerwig, movies are split into quarters. <sighs> okay, yeah, this yeah. four-act yeah. movie, the four Barbie. Act movie. Okay.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I can, I can do that. Okay. Um, and please correct me as I go because we I've will. seen the movie twice, and you and I missed the first half because we we're waiting to get everybody's food. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen it two and a half well, times. I've seen, yeah, and you've seen, it I've seen it one and a half it times.
2: It begins the same way the Bible begins. You know.
1: Okay, so <laughs> the movie opens with this really incredible homage to 2001: th- A Space Odyssey. Um... Gloriously narrated by Hela Mirren talking about how, in the before times, all little girls had to play with were baby dolls, and that that can be fun for a bit until it's not. Go ask your mother, which is a really good joke. Mm-hmm. A really good. There's line. a really. There's hey, a really good.
3: Actually, guys, we're gonna just minute to minute. Yeah, word one for word is actually uh-huh. what we're, we're right gonna here. talk you through yeah. this. So you don't have to go see. And it, you know what?
2: <laughs> If we keep joking about it, I will do it because I'm pretty close to memory. I think we've got it. Between the four of us, I'm almost off book. So,
1: (laughs) so we get this opening, and then uh, in place of a monolith, we have Barbie in the classic black and white striped swimsuit, um, which is really great. And then we transition into Barbie Land proper, with the understanding that Barbie's fixed everything. That Barbie, as a concept, as an idea, as a toy, solved all issues of all equality issues of and feminism. sexism and feminism and all of these things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we then uh, go into Barbie Land, and my favorite thing about this movie is how absolutely it commits in its production design. Like, I we're living right now in. Well, we're not anymore. It's a post-Barbie world. Before sure. Barbie, we were living in a world that was entirely being dominated by the use of green screen and, like, the Lucasfilm's The Volume. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. this idea of, like, the projections behind you, which are well and good. Like, they, they, they serve their purpose in interesting ways, but it's just so nice to see sets in movies again. <laughs> it's so nice to see real things in a
3: movie. This is maybe the one time we should mention it. We can all just, like... Throw it out, but the Barbenheimer them together just showed that you can make a billion dollars in one weekend if you just commit to filmmaking as a practical and loving
1: practic- craft.
2: Yeah, if you just make a good movie, you know, yeah, it's also money easy. So.
1: But that's just like my favorite thing about Barbie Land is it just it's real. It's so tactile and yet it's so fake. <laughs> it's so artificial. It's so something, fake, just in like the best way. That...
4: Greta Gerwig talked a lot about in her Letterboxd interview where she was talking about all the movies that inspired Barbie was an authentic artificiality. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a very good thing to hone in on. And mm-hmm. I think she did it very wonderfully.
3: And specifically, right, in reference to the soundstage musicals. Yes. Yeah. like, And I think that was, or maybe it was Umbrellas that she said that, but it's all the same. <laughs> sure. like, mm-hmm. Like this very
1: studio system construction
3: because they're in sound stages.
1: Yeah, and you can tell, and it's great. Like, it's it's so great that you can tell that they're in sound stages. And I just, I love it. So, we meet uh, our main Barbie, Margot Robbie, um, who is kind of off and on throughout the movie referred to as stereotypical Barbie. Like, that's how we differentiate her from She's the others. what you
3: imagine when you think of a Barbie. The yeah. platonic ideal of a Barbie.
1: So we meet her and she goes about her day and it's, I would love to hear specifically from like you two having gone on all of your journeys with like, Mm -hmm. you know, Minerva Mattel and Rio specifically your experience, you know, growing up with these toys and playing with Barbies. Like there's just like, I have sisters. And so I, I, I've engaged with Barbie like as a child and like, I played with Barbies and I've done some of these things, but like, There were just so many little things in, like, that whole opening of just, like, her floating down from the top of the house. Mm -hmm. is just the equivalent of you just take the Barbie and you move her to the bottom of the house,
0: right? And just, like, there's
1: so many little things. Like, were there other things like that that you picked
3: up on? I'll say my one thing. Yeah. and And then it's Rio time. But it's my favorite moment of the, like, going to see it in a movie theater experience is that the first... we got to get you to see the first half again
0: yeah because consistently
3: (laughs) the first laugh that's a big audience laugh like we're all in this together like oh i'm seeing a comedy in a movie theater that first moment is always when she gets in the shower and Mm -hmm. turns on the shower and the water starts but she doesn't do anything and you hear audibly everyone in the theater go oh (laughs) <laughs> These are the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and this mm-hmm. is funny, and I know this instantly, and it no is, one explained it, it to me. So fluent it is so fluent in the
2: play experience. And it's, it's genius. So like, Greta
3: Gerwig uses the language of film to get you on board with the whole concept so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, unbelievably fast. You
2: get it so quick. It's and so it's
3: quick. why this movie isn't three hours long, because it's like, I'm actually just going to represent Thanks. an authentic experience that a lot of people have a shared memory of and now and now we can go so so much deeper Uh so so fast Mm -hmm. it's like it's those comedy bits
1: that make the entire movie work absolutely put a pin in that because i want to come back to that after we hear rio's comments
2: um yeah i'll just kind of speed run some of my favorite things about Land that I, i think are really great so obviously one of my favorite things is the slide into the pool and the fact that the pool is just flat plastic and so, you know, there's like a grill placed it on it at one point. You know, you can just put stuff on top of the pool because it's a sticker and that's so awesome. But then you still can have the Dual Leap of Mermaid, like get, you know, because mm-hmm. it's there is there is such a great use of imagination um in the space. So it is very plastic, it is very artificial, it is very fluent in the rules you have to follow when you're playing with literal Barbies. But it also, it also bends the rules in the way that a little girl would, you know? Sure. Um,
3: there is magic only in the sense that it facilitates easier play.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um. One of my favorite things is when she opens her fridge, the the main part of the fridge, there's things that you can pull in and out of it, but then there's just the sticker of everything the sticker. on the side. Um. I just, I just loved all the use of stickers because so much in you know, a Barbie dream house and so much of your your doll stuff is going to be just, just stickers like in her Barbie car. Like her, her rear facing mirror is also just Mm -hmm. a sticker with, it's really hard to make a sticker of a mirror and somehow it, you have to do it a lot when you're, (laughs) you're in a girl's world, I guess. (laughs) There's a lot of mirrors. Um, And then one of my favorite things that I haven't seen a ton of people talking about is Barbie's, her like dream bed and the, The ceiling opens up so you can zoom in and you can see her Uh in her bed, in her little heart-shaped bed. And it has a flimsy little sparkly blanket. It's so perfect. And on her nightstands, she has these lamps that are, like, kind of almost a holographic plastic. Yeah. And I really love that because in, like, every single Barbie, and and honestly every single, like, four girls toy from the pink aisle... um, you have your Barbie doll and that is like the high quality doll. And she sometimes has an accessory, like a brush and things. And then there's always like terrible little bad accessories that like you get water on them and they dissolve. You know, there's like, (laughs) so I recently got, I talked about this earlier. I got a, like a Top Gun military Barbie. Uh And she's so sick, everything she wears. And then it comes with like her map and it's a little like cereal box cut out. (laughs) Um, And so she's got these lamps that are really just like, the cellophane lamps that you just kind of throw in <laughs> as set dressing on a Barbie dream house. And so you're paying like $99.99 for this Barbie dream house. Yeah. And there are going to be things that get thrown away with the little twisty wires. And I I really loved that. You know, it just was so acknowledging of the, Barbie is so beautiful and so cool. And, and also a privilege, you know, like Barbies are not cheap. Lots of people have not got Barbies. And yet she's not. Not so high class. She's not very well designed entirely. Sure. Some of it is going to be a cop out, which I think speaks volumes of the movie, too.
3: She represents. Not the movie being
2: a cop out, but what the movie's message is. Right. Of, explain it in a nice way. Well, no, she
3: like <laughs> represents an upper middle class that feels universally attainable, mm-hmm. but isn't. But like we were looking at the first Barbie Dream House. Um, there's a great Architectural Digest video, I think, of this lady who is a Barbie Dreamhouse architect scholar. Mm -hmm. And the first Barbie Dreamhouse is like a square room with a sofa on it and a record player and all of her cool college stuff. It is like, Mm -hmm. it's just a house that uh, a woman could Mm -hmm. quote-unquote reasonably expect to buy. It, it
2: It is interesting because it's... I really like it because it's like such this ideal, and then also, even in Barbieland, they kind of acknowledge that like it's not all that high quality, honestly, but it is just like made to be so wonderful and dreamlike and capitalist, you know, yeah, it's the so beginning, I really like that
3: it's the beginning of the thesis, which is like Barbie is representing the bare minimum and
2: everything you could ever
3: and want. everything you could you know you could never ever ever have yeah like. So completely inaccessible and unrealistic Mm -hmm. and so cheap and silly at the same time. Yeah. Well, I'll say the two factoids that I feel like you legally have to say for the set design, Mm -hmm. which is that there was a national, perhaps global, shortage of pink paint when they were constructing the set of this movie. They used all of the pink paint that had been made. And I've been trying to
2: paint my bathroom for like three months and I haven't you been able can't
3: to. can't do it. it. And everything is scaled down 23%. Everything is 23% smaller than it should be. Oh, you because you get a doll Barbie, and it barely
2: fits in the dream house, you know? The
3: doll proportions are not yeah. right. And so they, the set designers determined that 23% was the exact mm-hmm.
1: ratio.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Which is just super cool. Yeah. Um. I think this is a good structure of like we, we'll give our thoughts on like the Barbie world, we'll give our thoughts on the real world, we're and we're gonna we'll just keep we'll just keep doing something. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Max, while we're here in Barbie right. Land, like is there
0: <laughs> is there anything
1: like is there like stuff? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was there were there like elements that stood out to you especially?
4: I mean, I feel like y'all did a good job of covering like a lot of the specifics. Again, I've only seen this movie once. You all have more experience in Barbie Land than I do.
2: Oh, I also have a question. Yes. What are your guys' experience? cuz Will and I have talked a lot about our experience with Barbie growing up. Mm-hmm. And you had sisters. Is that kind of the extent of your experience with Barbie? Um, I mean
1: a little bit like it so that was my entry to Barbie. Yeah. Is that I have an older sister and a younger sister bridged by on both sides by like 3 years. Mm-hmm. And so um
2: And I know you've seen the Preminger movie.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen um, I've, I watched a lot of the I watched a lot of the movies probably up to like maybe 2010, 2011. Okay, okay. So I've seen... I've so I, good ones. I, Yeah. I've, I've seen the Ur texts. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm familiar, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar <laughs> with, like, the core Bible of Barbie uh, cinema. Okay. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, my experience with Barbie was specifically those movies, but then also, like, playing with my sister's toys having some bleed over with, like, the Toy Story movies a little bit. Like, specifically, like, Jodie Benson's Barbie in those.
3: Sorry, I just, I can't stop picturing Florence Pugh leaning over Killian Murphy and being like, what's this? And it's his VHS copy of Barbie and the Nutcracker. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, read it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and He just
3: reads the back.
2: Become mouse king, destroyer of. Um. <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: um. So that's that's kind of my
4: experience with Barbie. Max, so what
2: is your experience? Of Barbie, have... and, and then, then and then then you take us. A...
4: Okay, and then that'll that'll bring us back into Barbie Land. Yeah, because yeah. that is a good thing to know before I talk about yeah. my experience in Barbie Land.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Is basically, I have one sister who's three and a half years older than me, but she didn't play with a ton of Barbies. The Barbies that she had growing up that I can remember is there was one who had a pink Volkswagen, like, new Volkswagen Beetle.
0: Oh, so she lived was my dream?
4: Yeah, but that was it. We didn't no, have okay. house <laughs> Wait, not a for anything. Wait, just the car? There was a Barbie in it. Yeah. There was a Barbie. Okay. Yeah, no worries. There <laughs> just was a Barbie in a car, and that's all I really remember of that. Uh-huh. But then we had the computer game for Princess and the Pauper, which I played the hell out of. Absolutely. There was a cookie decorating minigame. There was a horse riding minigame. The castle was there, mm-hmm. and you could click around it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And
4: then also, we had the doll of blonde. Annalise? Yes. You there had
2: Annalise!
4: Yeah, and she sang the song when you pressed the button. She sang her half of the song. I'm just like you. Yep. Did, is that And you? then just. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah, she would go and take like, responsibility. responsibility. Does she not sing half of the song? I will. Yeah, I think I so. I will trade you. <laughs> I
2: will trade you, Rapunzel, right now. For that I'll, have to, I'll
4: have to talk to my sister about That's that. That's not true. I, was I think we still have her, but the song sounds worse. What,
2: what, what is your address? Off <laughs> um,
4: the record. I'll let you know later. Okay. Off the record. You're um, just like. We take. <laughs> it's not that she yeah. sings. The, <laughs> she sings her. She sings the song, but there isn't like two voices harmonizing or anything. Okay. Yeah, I think I think toy designers
1: to would have known what? they would have been condemning parents to like barbie purgatory if you had dolls that sang in the round and you'd have to sync them up exactly
0: <laughs> right at the same time
4: you have to uh, get two yeah that's so you really... have to
2: have at least anyway. a friend. okay
4: you've, you've but played I around remember, but i didn't remember watching the movie mm-hmm. i only remember the computer game and the doll and then in 2021 i went to my ex-partner's house like her family's house and I think these are the only two movies we ever watched together. No, we also watched another movie. But these were two of the three movies we watched. Two Barbie Watch all, movies. Tell
2: me all three of <laughs> them.
4: Well, one of them was The Scarlet Pimpernel, which is <laughs> okay, good. Okay. You know, the good, one. good. Good movie. Good movie. Solid. The second one was Princess and the Pauper, which we watched. Yes. Which, as, good movie. A good movie. And also, I love Did your... Did you know
2: there's also a Barbie the Pink Pimpernel?
4: No. We'll get there. That's not true. <laughs> oh, that's not true? That's that was so mean. That not was really yet. mean. I got excited too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Will was like, we'll get there. And now we never will. Now well, we never, never will. will. Anyway. Anyway. And then we watched uh, Starlight Adventure or whatever. It was a space one. From oh, <gasps> yeah. So when you get, get to that one, one. The one where can I come saves on the show? The can I I've come on the I've show? I've
3: To that Barbie's one. Starlight. Yeah, you Let's should. talk about
2: it. Oh my gosh. And it's like
3: direct
4: relationship. But it's, it's worth no, a watch. It's, bad. it's bad, but we'll watch it, and I'll come on the show, and I'll talk about it anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's my experience with Barbie, and then obviously the Toy Story movies, uh, of course, which is great which representation. Is great of representation of Barbie.
2: It's, really it's got Barbie the stuff. pink Isle, which I think
4: is so quintessential. The yeah. pink Isle is so good yeah. in that movie. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of Barbie World? Oh, in the movie, yeah. I was Barbie like, Land. I haven't been to Barbie Land. Yeah, Barbie
3: World. Warner Brothers get on that though. What? is the, um, um, the Super Nintendo sequel or whatever. Barbie World. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, coming into this movie, that was my experience. Also, just in the lead up, I've just been very excited about this. Um, so I was very excited, and when I watched it, I was like, Oh, since Wednesday. I- since what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Um, no, I've been excited before I listened to your podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so my one thing is that I do really love that that Helen Mirren, or that they like carry her down. I I question them the necessity of Helen Mirren carries saying, her down? Well, Helen, Helen Mirren says, and of course, yeah. you always was... have, and I was like, you don't have to handle I this. I think that this. was
3: yeah. the latest addition to the film I think after it was. the trailer when after everybody's was, like, no, why does Barbie fly?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt oh, like I it was maybe was. put
4: in. Yeah, yeah. I bet Cause it just because like, there's no more of that handholding for the rest of the movie. No. no. Well,
2: and if you listen to Lizzo's um, "In Pink" song, there's yeah. more of the music, but it gets faded it out. It was so a Helen studio thing.
4: I think, oh, I
3: think it was a Oh shoot, we
2: gotta tell them what. Has, it was what the like chief
3: marketing officer. They didn't trust us. All he saw, all he ever sees, is just YouTube comments. We gotta get Ellen on the gotta, you have to, and we're pulling the whole thing. And
1: ironically like. That is very interesting because having watched this one and a half times, I completely forgot that line was in there yeah. because I just I'm so like the movie does such a good job of selling you the rules so quickly. I didn't I, I forgot that she even right. said that.
4: But that's what I'm saying is that the rest of the movie and everything in Barbie land does such a good job of like not holding your hand. You're already and just there. You're you already showing it. you mm-hmm. you get it. We don't need that line. Right. And I, but and you I'm have sure to the, wonder like, the same to... way. What yeah. moron is this for? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's really the
3: but question. But that is
4: something that I really liked about it is that there's no, like, in fact, they, they do, we'll get into that, but like, they, there's no, other than that line, there's no, like, further comments of, like, Oh, by the way, this is what Barbie... She doesn't have right. to control
2: the car, because it's full of batteries. Yeah, yeah. She can and, like, with hands. Yeah.
4: the pool is a sticker, but later when the mermaid comes out, don't be confused, because <laughs> it's like when you play with dolls. Like, there's yeah. no more of that. And also, they put way more time into explaining the complex physics of Barbie land and the real world mm-hmm. as we get and into the, the story. Crossing. Like, yeah. And I was, like, I was not expecting there to be, like, complex... Like, not even complex, but just like the surface of a complex yeah. physics between the real world and Barbie world. They I ad- didn't know they there were so many it...
2: automobiles you could use. <laughs> <What>? Period. <laughs> they yeah. address
3: it in a really, like, lots of meta ways throughout, but they stop with the rules of, like, this is you playing Barbie as a kid. Yeah. They stop at exactly the moment where it would have stopped being fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. And it's like, and Barbie can't bend her elbows, and her oh, she doesn't have I thumbs, have... and everyone's spray-painted plastic. Like, they could have gone harder, and right. it would have been they, not uh, fun to watch.
2: in yep. screen tests, tried, like, paddle hands on everybody. Really? Like, you couldn't. But, here's some tea. Dua Lipa couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: they didn't really. Greta, I don't think, really wanted to do it, but the studio wanted them to try it. But Greta and um, Dua Lipa kept bending her pinky finger.
3: Greta paid Dua Lipa <laughs> twenty <laughs> thousand dollars please. to just bend. Just you can't bend <laughs> her. Just pretend you. I think Kate McKinnon straight.
2: was the best at it, though.
3: I is believe what it. I heard. What else stood out to you, Max?
4: Well, I just feel like I don't have a lot more to say about Warby Land specifically, other than that it was a wonderful time. Sure, mm-hmm. and I loved everyone there. And I liked that the ambulance opened up into a doctor's oh, office. Oh, that's a good That was moment. a playset that I was like, I, mm-hmm. I, would, I would play at that. Gasps time. at that moment yeah. all the time. I was yeah. so surprised.
3: I think you do have to contextualize Why your relationship ambulance? with Barbie first. Oh. Like, did you play with Barbies before we go to Barbie Land? Because that's... It's what we were talking about earlier of, like, that's what sets up the whole movie. It's Greta Gerwig, like going into your brain and finding that memory and pulling it out so you can be in the right space. You have to remember playing with a Barbie doll in order to
1: understand this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. For, like, the maximum effectiveness of the message and the ending of the movie, like, it. this is a movie that is designed for everyone. And the marketing I really like, they're, like, that final trailer is, like, If you love Barbie, this movie is for you. If you hate Barbie, this movie is for you. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought that was really Mm -hmm. great marketing. And, like, I completely agree that this movie is designed to be accessible to anybody. But in the same way that, like, other films are going to benefit you from having context of your own bringing in. This absolutely, like, the best, fullest version of your interpretation of this movie is if you had some sort of experience playing with Barbie's mm-hmm. growing up. Right. And like you're saying well like and everyone does. Right. Everyone
3: does even if your way of playing with Barbie was taking your sister's friend's Barbie and throwing it in the dirt and saying I hate Barbie, Barbie's ugly. Like that is the same exact same conditioning and like social <laughs> structure of play that every boy has a relationship with Barbie. Every boy has to decide does he love Barbie, does he hate Barbie? Mm -hmm. Like, has a strong relationship with Barbie. It's even in a play context, Barbie will come in to play, and then you have to, like, I think, the movie gets into that as well. Max, did you have a perfectly neutral Barbie experience? Yeah, I I didn't hate Barbie.
4: I didn't play, I played with my sister's other toys. I played with My Little Ponies and Little's Pet Shops. Oh, Little's Pet Shops. But I never played.
2: Little's Pet Shop never went.
4: But I didn't, like, want to tear her up. Or anything. Cut yeah. her hair. You weren't just Sid from Toy Story? No. Yeah, that's good. Although at one point my sister and her friend do did guys, do that to the Barbie. Do you guys want to oh. hear a
2: secret? Hmm. Right before we went and saw Barbie, I had like a panic attack in the shower because I was so so excited and so nervous. And I realized I'd never cut the hair off of any doll. And so if you direct your attention to Julie, I cut her hair before we went to the Barbie movie. And that was really fun. Very I saw
3: fun. so much doll hair in the garbage can and I was like... I can't ask about
4: this. Something, <laughs> something happened. Something occurred. Yeah. Um, Parker, do you want to continue us? St- yeah, no, about, so, I don't have a lot to say about Talk about, about the night, disco song. So. No,
1: we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, <laughs> okay. uh, apologies to listeners. We probably should have prefaced by like doing our what's our experience with Barbie. It got seated in the middle, but now it's all out of the way hey. we keep yeah. moving forward. Yeah. It's all good stuff Well,
2: everybody, pause. Take a minute to think about what your experience with Barbie is.
1: And now, tell us about that.
0: Oh. oh, that's really
3: interesting. That's oh. disgusting. Ew. You pervert. What? I'm sorry you had to oh. experience that. Oh, but oh, okay. All right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. If it... Oh, I get it. Honestly, okay, I get it. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay. That's that's great. You're a little too. No, I, I mean you were that. six. So. Yeah, I
3: think I think you jumped the gun there a little bit. Yeah. You were ahead of your time with that one though.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, let's not over hype.
2: Okay. Well, you. I don't want to hear anymore.
1: Parker, go. Okay. So, um, this whole opening sequence. We've got all this stuff in Barbie land. We um, meet Ken and the other Kens at the beach. Our main Ken being Ryan Gosling, um, giving the performance of his career, in my opinion. Career
4: defining. Um, mm-hmm.
1: We also uh, meet Alan as an aside. Alan, there is no multiples of Alan. There's just one. And it's it's Michael Cera, and he's wonderful. That's great. Um, great. And we establish, what's important to know, is that we establish the dynamics going on in barbie land which is that the barbies run everything they do everything Mm -hmm. and the kens like the marketing told us are just ken Mm -hmm. they're just there they hang out and specifically ryan gosling's ken is enamored with margot robbie's barbie in the sense that there's a specific phrase the movie uses and i'm going to paraphrase it slightly so if you remember either of you remember specifically help me out but like, well, i'm
4: almost off books so. yeah
1: exactly help well, me out. Really, do, you book.
4: wanna, do you want to do you want to say it
1: he, <laughs> he said he says something along the lines of like he only exists like in the glow of her gaze. yes something like that something
2: like that yeah
1: where it is okay i only exist if you're looking mm-hmm. at me if you acknowledge me the introductory
3: line to ken is that is every day's a good day for barbie and the only day like it's only a good day for Ken when Barbie looks at him.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. And so that we establish that very quickly. Mm-hmm. Of, okay, this is the dynamic not only of the broader Kens and Barbies generally, but specifically of these two main Barbie and Ken that we're following.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um he makes some big show of trying to impress her, uh bounces off, bounces off, the, off wave. the wave, um, gets in a fight with um, another Ken. Uh, and then everything's calmed down. He asks what she's doing later, if you could come over later. And she says, Yeah, sure, I'm not doing much. Just a huge blowout party with all the Barbies and all the Kens with, with music and plants. You should come by. <laughs> yeah. So cool. so cool. Um so then so cool. Rio, we get to the disco scene. Yay! Which is lovely. Gorgeous. It's so pretty to look at. And I I don't have it on call right now, unfortunately, but like I just want to shout out the work of the costume designer in this film because it's incredible work. It's Margot so Robbie's
4: hair, good. Here is a dream. Yeah, it's it the best
2: wing vi- in the whole it movie. It is a doll. absolutely. It is. Uh, it is and amazing. the choreography is so good. It yeah. is so engaging. It is because uh, I think we haven't thought about this in a while because I don't. There just isn't like a lot of choreography in movies that are like. This is a dance number. You know, I can think of like La La Land and stuff, but.
4: West Side Story. West
2: Side Story, yeah. Like choreography. (laughs) I just keep the (laughs) stupid. Well, do you know what I mean? I just, I guess I feel like. No,
4: totally. I see what you're saying. Sorry. It's choreography
2: that is made to be seen on film. Absolutely. You know, Um, and it's really. Good, and I—that's I, all I have to say. Um, I well, as somebody who has temporarily been in and out of being a wheelchair user, the wheelchair choreography is really, really good. I cried. It's really, really good. <laughs> that's really You know, great. it's not just like we have a girl in a wheelchair. We have a wheelchair Barbie, and she's in the dance number, and she gets to do all the upper body stuff. It's like wheelchair choreography, and everybody frames that, and you know, so. I don't know. Barbies are not diverse and not perfectly, you know, representing every kind of human and girl and woman, but there were some really great nods in this movie that I've never seen in any other movie. Well, before. because
3: <laughs> sure. this it's it's the problem and the good thing with Barbie. This is what the whole movie's about. It's amazing, but like what do you what do you think she's a great representation? What do you think that Barbie's name is? Probably wheelchair Barbie. Yeah. Is it? Like, or that's how people would refer to that Barbie. That's certainly
2: how it would be marketed on a box. On a box
3: or to Mm -hmm. a kid or like how a kid would explain that Barbie to their friend. Yeah. Of like, I got wheelchair Barbie. I got
2: wheelchair Barbie. (laughs) And you're
3: like, you're a person who uses a wheelchair sometimes, but that character isn't wheelchair Barbie. Mm -hmm. That is like a girl
2: crushing it on the dance
3: floor. And Mm -hmm. like, that's. It, it's great representation in that way, but it's weird because that Barbie probably ended up in Barbie land because either either someone wanted their daughter to feel represented or someone wanted to make money off of disabled people. It probably people. happened and right after both. the
2: Americans with Disabilities Act, you know? Like, like it's Barbie is both of <laughs> those gotta things. Get a Barbie. <laughs>
3: and that's kind <laughs> of the theme of the movie. An and inclusivity
2: law passes and they're like, we really got to get a Barbie on this. Yeah. And so
3: you're so quickly engaging with, Yeah, the disco is like here's all of the best things about Barbie up front, unapologetic so fun and then it does, it sets up these questions of like I can find something that sucks about a lot of this Mm -hmm. and it almost starts to feel like it's not gonna address it lets you go just long enough Mm -hmm. in the lie that Barbie is the best thing that ever happened before I think any sensible person would
1: start to feel repulsed Mm. That's a good observation. I think it was a very good point.
4: Um, And I think a lot of that will be Will's quarter, I think as well. So I'm excited to hear that.
1: Yeah. Take us out of the, take us out of the dance. So the dance transitions out in our inciting incident of the movie is middle of the dance. Everything's great. Everybody like literally, I think the line before that is the Barbies going, this is the best day ever. And so was yesterday. And so is going to tomorrow. And so is every day for the rest of forever. And they all cheer And in the middle of the cheering, uh, Marta Robbie goes, you guys ever think about dying? And it's just, everything stops. And people are mortified. All the Barbies, all the cans are, cannot believe what they've just heard. She saves face about dying to get back on the dance floor and everything resumes. Nobody cares, but you can see that she's clearly shaken by what's just happened. The next morning- Oh, the
3: most- one of her greatest acting moments where she's like, I don't, I don't know why I said that, of like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: if you get to see so early too, Margot Robbie play an intense movie. emotional trauma, like honestly, mm-hmm. right in that moment. And you snap she out. She plays
2: on the brink of tears. Cause
3: she's not like, oof so
2: well, cause she can't cry. She's a Barbie. She doesn't know how to cry mm-hmm. yet. And
1: I, It's, it's like a jarring it's just, acting it's, it's moment. It's just like, It's horror. It's like actual dread on her of like I don't know what that was, and I'm very uneasy about it. Like yeah, it's a really and I'm not safe talking to anybody about this either, which is Mm -hmm. like the scariest thing to feel. Totally. Um, So she wakes up the next morning. We get an inverse of the opening montage where nothing seems to be going her way. All of the things that were magical and perfect,
2: Lizzo still sounds great though.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, Lizzo sounds, sounds great. Lizzo like, sounds fantastic. Barbie is behind in the song. Like, she's not lining up with the lyrics properly, like she was before her waterless shower is cold, which is a really, <laughs> so good, funny. It's a really funny. good joke. Um,
0: the, milk. the milk is
1: expired. She flips it around. It's just got the sticker on. It's really good. All this stuff is happening. And she goes back to the beach, like she does every day, and she confides in the other Barbies or attempts to, right? That thing of. I can't talk to anybody about this, but maybe I can. Maybe I can broach this with my friends. Um, And so she tells them, hey, uh, I woke up this morning and my heels hit the floor. Yeah. Like, and they're like, well, it can't be that bad. Like, it's again, (laughs) they show her and they all freak out about flat feet. Um, And they tell her, okay, you need to go see Weird Barbie. And Weird Barbie, again, this movie does such a good job of engaging with every part of the spectrum of your engagement with barbie of a child's enjoyment and use of a barbie doll and specifically the idea of weird barbie being the barbie that just got mutilated by a child <laughs> hair was cut sharpie out to the face you know burning the ends of the hair just like you could argue loved to death, maybe. Played with too Played hard. Played with this too hard. Say.
2: Which I have a question about that, boyos. Mm-hmm. Are there any toys for boys that it's really easy to play with them too hard?
3: You know the plot of the Lego movie?
2: Yeah. That
3: was my experience where my, my dad would glue all of my Legos, Legos together. together.
2: That, that was a pretty and good I kind of out.
3: hated that. Yeah. Because I liked having my yeah. Star Wars ships explode each other. That was like an appeal mm. of Lego. But... It was also me destroying the toy because I would lose all yeah. of the pieces. Yeah, because even
2: like our Rapunzel doll is in pretty good condition, but she's been played with too hard because her hair isn't good anymore. Kind of playing with a Barbie at all is almost playing with her too hard.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, my version of that is joints and bionicles snapping, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so that they the, the 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 like socket doesn't connect to the yeah. ball anymore.
1: Mine would be. Um... I had Star Wars action figures that if you squeeze the legs together, the torso would move so that you could do a lightsaber fight with them. Huh. And, and they eventually... they the twist. Yeah. They, twist they, they, and they, turn. Yeah, twist and turn. Dialogue. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Precisely.
1: Yeah, he was busting it down. Um, <laughs> but that mechanism would eventually go out, and then the lightsabers would eventually like break or bend because they're mm. just you know, really thin, soft plastic. So... Yeah, I had toys like that. Yeah. Weird Barbie's
3: right. different, though,
4: but because it implies an intentional destruction. An intentional right. destruction. It's a toy yeah. that, that is fun to destroy. It's, she's still
2: fully functional okay. as a doll, though, which I think...
4: I I, but yeah. She's, she's broken, a... but
2: she's still completely functional as a doll.
3: Right. Max, you just cracked it open for me. W- Weird Barbie is this really spectacular inclusion of some degree of, like, addressing queer representation in the Barbie world, which isn't where this movie goes like explicitly and it's not what it's about, but you can't have conversations about feminism and exclude uh, gender non-conforming people. Mm -hmm. And Weird Barbie is this stand-in. It's hard. There's no specific, but she's gender non-conforming. Like she's not like the other Barbies. Yeah.
4: I want to say, and I don't want to say this to take Alan from all of the men in my life who have confided in me that we are all Alan. Yeah. (laughs) But... We are I've Alan. seen people interpreting Alan also as a queer or non-binary, um, like person in Barbieland because if you look at it, there is there is a binary of Ken and Kens and yeah. Barbies, and the people outside of that are, um, you know, weird Barbie, Alan. Yeah and those sugar are like daddy the two can. outsiders sugar sure. 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 yeah. daddy magic Ken with the magic they earring yeah. is, is like the
0: explicitly they don't fit the gender of can. Barbie they don't fit, and they don't
4: fit This and then there's all yeah I think that that is an interesting that is really thing cool. to look but, at and I have
3: more to say on Alan later you said something what did you say you said something about oh how it's it's almost a toy that's designed to be sharpied on and cut the hair and be turned into a weird Barbie Yeah. like at least one Barbie exists for that, that's an allowed yeah. style of play, which is such an interesting way to teach audiences about like gender as a performance and as a construct, and like why if gender doesn't exist, why doesn't everybody just like check out mm-hmm. of gender? But it's like no, like there's room for everybody, but this structure exists, so and some people are going to yeah play with it. They're go- like it is mm. an intentional style of play. To explore gender outside of yeah. the binary. Like,
2: Weird Barbie's the only one that expresses any sort of sexuality, too. That is yeah, true. That's a yeah. very good
3: point. Yeah. Weird
1: Barbie. And it is a, yeah, it is like is a heterosexual
2: sexuality kind of expressed, but.
1: Well, it's it's interesting so too, because like don't want to jump the gun too much and I don't want to, you know, spoil anything, so I'll keep it in vague terms as we get later. But it's very interesting hearing you guys talk about that because um I saw like I saw somebody talking about that same idea in the context of there's a shift that happens in Barbie land later in the movie, which we will get to. And it's interesting that when that shift happens, weird Barbie becomes butch commando, lesbian gorilla, gorilla
3: warfare, angry feminist Mm -hmm. archetype, Barbie in
1: context of the thing that she is fighting against, which we will get to later. And I just thought that was a very interesting observation. It's like, yeah, when this thing happens, the response is she becomes the thing that group of people would fear the most. Yeah, yeah. she
3: becomes everything Ben Shapiro lays awake at night, shaking in his bed, thinking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. which is That's just very interesting. Guy. Quivering in his sheets. So Margot Robbie, Barbie, goes to that. visit <laughs> Weird Barbie. And um, specifically because Weird Barbie has experience with these things and with the idea of, like, the real world. And so she shows... Her, her flat feet, and she says, oh, well, have you been thinking about, like, death? Like, have you had existential thoughts? And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, okay, yeah. Then whoever is playing with you, your child is going through something and is now projecting that onto you and you're feeling it, which is such... Again, this is, what, 25 minutes into the movie?
0: Yep.
4: Maybe? Like, and we're getting into such heady concepts well and, and this is what i was talking about earlier with like like putting your kind of exposition tokens not into explaining how playing with barbie works but into using terms like this the space-time continuum the fabric of barbie reality mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you have to go through this portal to like save reality
0: mm-hmm. and it's
4: like yeah that's where you'd spend your exposition tokens and just let people understand Barbie works because we do yeah we get it yeah. but this is new right yeah. this is new stuff for all of us yeah
3: and instead of making us wonder for like an hour and a half like is this what the movie's gonna be is it gonna address all these complicated things I feel about Barbie mm-hmm. and answer those questions it tells you this is what the movie's gonna be in the first 25 minutes and mm-hmm. it's yeah. like such a gift it's such a relief mm-hmm. when yeah. that moment
4: comes totally. of like we're doing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're gonna we're going to talk about this. I yeah, you know because, where we're going
2: and what we're doing. Because yeah.
4: there is this kind of like, I watching it the first time and I trust it. Obviously I trust Greta Gerwig. I trust the, the, the company. I trust the crew, but there was a part of me that was like, so far this is feeling like a really great ad for Barbie mm-hmm. of like, yeah, it's, you know, it's very, you know, all these things. And I was like, I wonder if they will like address like some of like the more like complicated aspects of like this doll's 60 year legacy. And then immediately I was like, "Oh no, yeah, okay." Yeah, we're gonna, Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. That, oh, oh, that's oh, that's what the entire movie about. is about, oh, great.
0: right? You oh, if you're cool.
3: Greta Gerwig and you get handed Barbie, you have <laughs> yeah. to ask yourself like, "What is the core conflict?" Yeah. Of this, and I bet she just picked up some Barbie dolls and tried to come up with the most interesting story and couldn't stop stopping playing to just be like, "Ma'am, Barbie's so weird. Why am I like it, why do I feel drawn to, like, immediately go into, like, domestic play? Like, why mm-hmm. is that? Where it, Or, oh, but also Barbie's an astronaut. You're right. It's, she's not, a, mm-hmm. like, she's not a bad stereotype. She's but in the moon. She but why does look it's, like
2: that? Yeah. Oh, well, she
3: was white, you know, for this amount of time. Like, and at some point, Greta had the idea. And I wish I, you could just see this moment of, like, oh, that's the core conflict of this movie structurally. Right. Like, I that is what these characters are directly battling against, mm-hmm. it, which is the only way to make this movie,
0: right? Yeah.
1: So Weird Barbie tells Margot Robbie that she needs to, and I'm just gonna keep calling her Margot Robbie because yep. there's yeah. too, many yep. too many Barbies. Um, she tells her that she needs to go to the real world to again, like reality is at stake, and there is a really beautiful moment, and I keep like this visual has been on my mind. Since I've seen the movie, and I can't stop thinking about it in context of this, is when uh, Weird Barbie is explaining this concept, she pulls down a diagram, and there is, like, stick figures of a large, like, female-looking person, and then a smaller one. Like, I can't even remember, do they have, like, the skirts, or is it just They're, like, triangles. They're little triangles, yeah, right? And so... Weird Barbie is using this as an example of, okay, this is the relationship between child and doll. This is it, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a shot from the other side of that diagram where there is the stick figure's face and Margot Robbie's face from behind it with, like, the light coming through. And I think about that shot and I think about that diagram so much in the context of this movie because it is doing so many different things at so many different times. And specifically the one that I think is the most relevant to the rest of the movie that we'll be talking about is not only are we exploring the dynamic between girlhood and Barbie, we are exploring, you could use that exact same diagram and the movie does to express the relationship between mothers and daughters. Mm -hmm. Like that visual metaphor is put there very specifically, very intentionally and is later played out all the way through to like the second, like the second to final scene of the movie, the emotional climax of the film is about that dynamic. And I just, I, I, I'm obsessed with that. I can't stop thinking about it. I just think yeah. it's great. So uh, Barbie tries to refuse the call, but she says, no, you have to find out. You have to know. And so she goes. And uh, the Barbies throw her a going away party. Because there's some, in there, in there, there's a joke about like she is developing cellulite on her leg. And she's like, she's, what is she's that?
2: She's becoming. More human mm-hmm. is like a yeah. problem, that's you know? a problem,
1: and so they send her this big going away party with saying, Hey, like, token cellulite, yay! and they ship her off. Um, and she goes off in her car. I
2: love that too because cellulite was made up by men, you know? Yeah, As, yeah, I'm you know, sorry, it's just, it's yeah,
1: it's good stuff. Um, we love it,
2: <laughs> you guys, love
1: <laughs> we can't get enough, we that's why we stuff. invented it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she drives out of Barbie land and is. Being, she's being in an instruction manual of all of these different modes of transport she has to take in the order she has to take them to transition out of Barbie Land into the real world. Driving along, finds out that Ryan Gosling's Ken has stowed away in the back of her car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's coming with her, Make sure that she's going to be okay. More
2: to impress other Kens.
1: But yeah, to, to impress other Kens is why Ryan Gosling goes on this trip. Is because he's like, well, I bet she wouldn't even let you go. He's like, no, yeah. she'd let me go. Like, I could totally go. She asked me. She asked me, to, me to I didn't go. even want to, go. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't even want to go. And so, to prove them wrong. Again, establishing the dynamic very early. Yes. Really. So much
2: of Ken's whole deal is established pretty early that his one of his big desires is to be able to reject Barbie before he can. Re- she can reject him. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he is told to leave for girls' night, he's like, I'd love to stay, but can't after she's already completely left him yeah, he, fantasizes he fantasizes, fantasizes about important. being able to reject her before yeah. she can reject him thank you yeah. for
1: bringing that up because i that's an important part I'm that i had missed of funny. her saying hey you can't yeah it's a girl's night she mm-hmm. just
3: fully blows off ken like is not interested in him at all and mm-hmm.
1: doesn't really like having him around no not at all so i think that is my fourth they are in the car they are traveling to the real world
3: Yeah, they sure are. And then they get to the real world after an incredible sequence of practical, like, very stylized travel. I saw
1: some behind the scenes of how they did this. So, like, spinning. Yeah, it's literally, they've got, like, the fake car on a platform, and in front of that is, like, a conveyor belt with tumbleweeds and painted sagebrush and cacti. And behind them is three layers of background moving at different speeds behind them. It's the coolest thing I've ever looked at. It's really
3: great. So we get into the real world. Eventually, they end up just roller skating their way onto Venice Beach in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And this is the next moment where you... It's my favorite thing that movies do when you have the moment of, oh, this is what the movie is. Mm -hmm. That's the most satisfying experience. And you get another one of those at this. You get like 20 of those in this movie. But this one is, oh, we just spent all of Parker's quarter, as they called it during production. We spent all of Parker's (laughs) quarter setting up up this, like, entirely female-driven society if the matriarchy is being shown to Mm -hmm. us. And then we see Barbie and Ken, who've only known the matriarchy, be well, fully exposed slightly to the matriarchy. The
2: matriarchy as imagined by men, right? Because mm-hmm. it is a capitalist doll world. Sure. So anyway, just want to edit that. I think the matriarchy would look a little bit different. Yes,
3: because it is the matriarchy as men imagine it, which is the patriarchy, but starting with an M and girls do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so there's like a Supreme so Court, there's pink, a White
4: House.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a Pink
3: House and a Supreme Court. That's yes, the difference. Yeah. Right. That's what the matriarchy is. So, well, and like, I would rather live in Barbie land. But <laughs> like it's not it's not exactly the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. But it gets into that. So we see Ken immediately realize that he's ryan gosling in this world and margot robbie realized that she's margot robbie in this world which means there's this really immediate and terrifying danger that becomes so present so quickly in the movie where you she just greta does it again of like this very quick montage of margot robbie getting uh you know casually to maliciously like sexually assaulted on the street yeah. like men being horrible to her
0: in public.
4: So, like the thing like the cat calls they're saying are like pretty explicit like yep. it's not even like
0: it's know, not it's movie not even, cat calls yeah it's
4: not no. just
3: like yay it is like oh a beautiful woman you're a sex object to me yeah it mm-hmm. is yeah it is that like was, almost yeah. that direct right and and then you get an instance of the of two very gay coded men saying almost the same thing to ken and he loves it it is like oh i get to be sexualized here we sexualize people here because they're from right the least sexual (laughs) barbie land is fully desexualized which
4: also leads to barbie saying i (laughs) because again it would have been so easy for them to just be like i don't know what you mean but Barbie being like, "I'm sensing that you are using a double entendre, and I feel I need to let you know that I don't have genitals. Neither of us have genitals. That's mm-hmm.
0: okay. That's okay. Yeah, and, the, and the <laughs> that's so funny. That stroke is
3: wild.
4: So funny. So funny.
3: After they <laughs> say stuff. Horrible, horrible stuff. stuff yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's just yeah, that punchline. And it, this is it, this is such an interesting quadrant of the movie because the movie is about both and, both slash and, that Barbie is great and Barbie is terrible and being a woman is great and being a woman is terrible. And it's about how both of those are true at the same time. And the Barbie land sequence just shows you what's great. And the real world sequence just shows you the both and, where like they, it is a really almost jarring, but it works perfectly. Jump between a really funny joke and a really horrific thing happening to Margot Robbie. Mm -hmm. Where it is like, oh, haha, they don't know what money is. They just stole these cowboy costumes and then they get arrested, and it's a jump cut to her being held by multiple men while being openly and directly sexualized to her face. Like Mm -hmm. this really scary. While she's being arrested. While she's being fingerprinted. Like. A a very powerless situation. if if you
2: didn't want to get kidnapped, you shouldn't have gone ice skating. If you didn't want to get ogled by the police officers, you shouldn't have... I don't know. I just... Yeah. That was, like, a thing that I It's those,
3: like, scary girl rules Mm -hmm. that you learn in those Mm -hmm. Barbie movies. But it is
2: her fault because she's wearing a neon rollerblading outfit, you know?
3: But it's... The movie does not grind to this cynical halt. Yeah. It is so fast paced and it's so funny and it's still so visually engaging and it's still so uh, taking us on this adventure and we're also watching ken in a very funny way discover the patriarchy on his own of like finding out that every president who has ever lived was a man and the like all of the you know supreme court justices forever right, and all cause... the money and all the People with power and jobs and success. All the movie so, I think stars. something also
4: that's really fun about that is like, obviously, when he's out just on the street, he's kind of getting that. But then he walks into patriarchy, the store, masculinity, the business. yeah. Masculinity, the business. Men, men, men. Yeah. Like, it's not even that they're saying, like, being in the real world alone would make Ken into this. Mm-hmm. It's like going to where all of that is concentrated the most, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like showcase to him of like, look at how great being a man is. There's horses, and he really yeah. latches onto that.
3: So and- this is this is where we get introduced to this like really, you know what? I'll go off on this for a while. You say what you're
1: gonna say. No, just I like, I find this whole like B plot to be so interesting, and people have been talking about it, like infinitely online since the movie came out and Mm -hmm. like dissecting it. And like everybody has such good, great thoughts about all of this. And specifically this idea that like I've been thinking about a ton of what you're describing of seeing Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling realize that they are Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in this world when they have the, they come from a world of, Toys. They come from a world of children's playthings, which makes them intellectually children. Hold on. Can Max? Can
4: you yell? You are a toy. No. Sorry, <laughs> I would love to. Yes, and you will, but it would not do no, well for the audience. But I think you're so yeah, right. Like
2: I normally, I, I really don't like it when adults play children, mm-hmm. and I think Margot Robbie. And Ryan Gosling do the best job of playing a child brain, right? You know, like it's and so like bad. so
1: that specific idea of if you are viewing them as having child brains, I just I something I've just been thinking about so much is this movie. We're gonna get into this more later, I'm sure. Anybody who says this movie hates men doesn't know what they're talking about. It's true. It's true, true. Like there's just that I can't. I can't look you in the eye and take you seriously if you say that because this movie is commenting specifically in this scene. This movie is looking at how insidious the idea of toxic masculinity and the patriarchy is to boys, mm-hmm. to young children and how it you just latch on to these things and it's not it's not Boys and men are not born with these ideas. They are not born being aggressive and hostile and
3: um, there's fireworks fire there's going off outside you, you while Parker's doing his speech.
1: Yeah, this is they're really backing me up here. Um <laughs> but just this idea of no boy is inherently this way. You have to be taught. You have to be taught about patriarchy. The school
2: Ken goes to the library to learn how to right.
3: experience patriarchy. And not not the library. <laughs> the the school junior school high school library, library. <laughs> where kids go to learn things. Yes. Right. And he that's where he learns about the patriarchy. Exactly. Which is like a, a part of. It's the inverse of the coin of like everyone has a relationship with Barbie. Because everyone has a relationship with women as an idea. Barbie equals the idea of woman in America. Mm-hmm. That's the line that this movie's drawing constantly. And Ken does not equal the idea of a man in America. No. But he is a boy who is being struggling against that um, in the very early stages. And gets gets out of it. He never gets converted. We do we do see those guys who are fully the idea of man in America we're about to get to them um
1: that's all I had to say it's beautiful
3: I was fully expecting to watch and be deeply deeply moved by Greta Gerwig's generosity and humanity in showing girls learn how to experience womanhood and I was not expecting to feel seen in watching a boy learn manhood and the patriarchy and it's it's rather stunning. And
4: and I feel like also, it wasn't owed to men at all. We weren't owed a subplot in the Barbie movie. We yeah, weren't no. owed the grace of, hey, also, you are also harmed by this. Mm-hmm. It, this movie could have just been... Ken only has a good day if Barbie looks at him. Mm-hmm. And I would have been fine. A lot of men wouldn't have been.
3: It could have been. Yeah, it could have been what Ben Shapiro thinks it is, which and is men I, hating and, and I angry. I been fine with yeah. it
4: because, yeah. Be angry. We've earned that. We've deserved the anger. We deserve, sure. like, that's good. Yeah. But the fact that, like, in the middle of everything else that she is doing, that this movie is doing, that they still took the time to be like, oh, hey, also, men. Here's something that you can also like, learn and think about, and talk about, and relate to.
3: And that's what I appreciate so deeply, is that it's and and that it's the B plot, because that's a great idea. And I bet a lot of people tried to get Margot Robbie to make that the movie instead, mm-hmm. because Ken's going to sell a lot better to movie audiences than mm-hmm. Barbie, if you're trying to do like a a real movie, you know. And it's
2: smart and, to you just like that too, because. People feel so bad for for Ken and for Ryan Gosling, and I think people are really, people who haven't seen the movie are angry that I have to empathize with Barbie at all, right. and then a lot of people are like Ryan Gosling steals the show, and you know so it's just so smart to like, get people into the theater right like with it's, this plot of Ryan Gosling you and,
1: know? you, no just like it's it's insane to me, the sort of like, four dimensional chess <laughs> Greta is playing this mm-hmm. entire time of. Every possible, like, issue, objection, butting up against an audience member could have, on any scale, is being engaged with, not just, like, subtextually, but textually in this movie. Where it's like, hey, yeah, we're going to talk about, and there's a scene coming up in your in your, uh, your quarter. It, we're going to talk about the ways that Barbie has been harmful to women in feminism. We're going to talk about the ways she has absolutely been beneficial to women in feminism. We're going to talk about Ken's. We're going to talk about masculinity. We're going to talk about patriarchy. It's all here, and it's all in the text, and somehow this movie isn't four hours long. I don't know how she does it. I I genuinely have no idea.
3: This is...
4: It's 90. It's a 90-minute movie!
1: Greta Gerwig
3: is (laughs) spectacular because I really think she said... Like, yeah, I could make this a three-hour epic, or I could just be good at making movies. <laughs> you know? Like, or I, or I could just get you fully on board with theme and concept and conflict and idea using the quick and universal visual language of film and cut an hour out of this movie. And I'm going to outsell Christopher Nolan doing it. Because he's going to make another three-hour movie that doesn't have
4: to be three hours long. But also, I guess... Sorry, not. I didn't want to bring up the other movie that came out this weekend. Really, but also let's also acknowledge that. Scientist physicist J. Ro- J. Robert Oppenheimer doesn't have the brand recognition, <laughs> 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 and like, there's not like 30 plus animated Oppenheimer movies where he's in, he's in the Nutcracker. I fully stand behind. The Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer is to boys what Barbie wants to girls. Oppenheimer <laughs> in the Nutcracker. Oppenheimer. Yeah.
3: What happens is they are trying to find the girl who's playing with Barbie. And she can sort of see this, this young girl, like, playing with her in her mind's eye. We get some footage. I almost said live action. Because that's how convincing <laughs> this movie is that we are in another world it's in true. the action opening. Now. It's like, oh, people. <laughs> um, yes. not, not dolls. Um, but we get this. We, we can find her. And there is this, like, grind the movie to a pacing halt moment because it has not stopped for one second and there's this moment where barbie ends up on her own in la and just uses her eyes to observe the beauty of humanity like the bittersweet beauty of humanity barbie sees her first old person who's an old woman at the bench by her and margot robbie does another impossible task Of delivering the line, you're so beautiful to this woman and no one on earth can read that line delivery as anything other than genuine and like deeply, deeply human admiration of this person and their beauty, which is like. It's the scene, the woman is
1: played by Barbara Handler, uh, who's- It's not, I-, I Is so, it not? No. So is that fake? This is a fake thing that Twitter made up, and it's been going the rounds, and I'm gonna- I'm Thank gonna set goodness. the record okay. straight because I was spreading it around before I did my fact checking as well. This woman- It is not Barbara Handler, it is Anne Roth, who is a very famous costume designer.
4: Wait, that's so cool. And
1: has worked with- and is a friend of Greta's. It's not Barbara. It's not Barbara. You heard it's it. A heard fun, it's a fun- it's a nice story, but it's not. While, Why don't you take while, that again?
4: While we are- while we are, um, correcting, uh, misconceptions, there was not a global shortage of pink. Um, it was the specific... The, co- uh, the company, brand of... The, the specific, like... Yeah. I don't know. There was, like, a specific, like, company they worked with that was like, yeah, we ran out of pink. Not place. all pink. But nice. they ran somebody out of, the out of pink. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It wasn't important. to so we were, we're, yes. we're in the real world now. We're in the real world now.
3: We gotta Wake up. Face facts. <laughs> but it's the scene... I, maybe this isn't true, right? But there's the story that's going around that that's the scene that they really wanted to cut. That one's from... Quotes, what there's quotes from Grandma. I was gonna that, say, I've, that I've checked, that. checked that one. That one's true. So she, you know, was like, this is the whole movie. This is the entire... The movie does not work without this scene. And you can just imagine... It
2: doesn't. You, know? you
3: can just imagine... It doesn't. And I'm watching it. The whole time I watched it for the first time, I was like, what's what's the worst guy I know gonna think about this scene? Yeah. Like, what's the, what's the angry take about this? And it's like, oh, this... Scene, we had somebody in one of our theaters in that scene. She goes, You're so beautiful. And this dude in the back went, Pfft. And I was like, I'm going to kill this <laughs> guy. Is, yeah, um, yeah. And so, but again, if you're one of these people who thinks that that was dumb and like, you know, thinks that Barbie, the movie, hates men, you fundamentally lack media literacy. Greta Gerwig is so fluent in cinematic storytelling that if you're not getting this movie, you just 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 don't know how to read movies. And you just hold on yourself. Like, really, you should go see Barbie in the theaters with other people because... Even if you hate women, you should go see Barbie in the theaters and you should hear everyone else around you laugh and cry and connect in a human way with the things that are being presented. And if you're not feeling that you can being in the movie theater, that's full because this movie is going to sell out movie theaters for a long time. And if you do that, you can know for sure you're the problem. So you have to go see Barbie in theaters.
2: Don't put this in the podcast. If you don't like this movie, I'm going to tell everybody that when you pee your pants, you like it.
3: You don't have Keep to like the movie. Keep
0: it in. Keep it in.
3: <laughs> you don't have to like this movie, but I am, I am like, furious at people who just,
4: yeah. just can't refuse to
3: understand it, it. Refuse to even watch While it. It's um, bad faith.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Barbie, the idea of a woman as represented by a doll, experiences some of the deepest and most beautiful human emotions possible while in the human world, which is now where we're at at minute 40. And then she realizes she kind of is able then to connect with her girl and knows that she's at school. And Ken comes back and also just finds out that men run this world. Mm -hmm. And so they're both excited about the things that they've learned and they go to the school to find the girl, which they do. And she's Sasha. a teenager. I don't know. Sasha. How old is Sasha? She is a tween by her she's own admission. Tween. She's a tween. She's like a 12, 13. 13.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, in that range, mm-hmm. in a very like L.A. middle school, sit outside at lunch, sort of setup. Margot Robbie approaches these girls after being told um, by by a girl that she's like, the mean girl, you know, yeah. you don't talk to Sasha. And Margot Robbie approaches them as Margot Robbie. Like she's playing
2: <laughs> Hey guys a celebrity
3: who like is being paid to meet a girl for the first time <laughs> the and pretend to be your asked... best friend.
2: What's that girl's name? I thought that was so like Yeah. I I'm supposed to go talk to I don't know I just There's mean...
3: the special girl that I'm here for. <laughs> and then she comes up right in the way that Barbie talks to you.
0: Mm -hmm. as
3: a kid is like Mm -hmm. you're my best friend i'm barbie do you want to play it does
1: it does feel entirely like meeting a princess at disneyland
3: exactly Exactly like that hey sasha what's up and like says her name and they all they hate barbie and they you know she has her like i haven't played with barbie since i was five and And she
2: calls
0: (laughs) her a fascist a
3: really
1: good line where like her friends are like do it, Sasha. Destroy Barbie.
0: Destroy, destroy <laughs> Barbie. It's,
1: it's really
3: good, and it, this gets to be Greta Gerwig's monologue where she gives voice to, like, her frustrations with Barbie. She gets to put them in a monologue where someone gets to say item by item everything that sucks about Barbie and her re- relationship with young girls and how harmful that is, which does culminate in her calling her a fascist.
2: Mm-hmm. Even which, though she doesn't control the railways or the flow of commerce,
3: yes, to
4: which Barbie cries and later says those wonderful words,
3: it's so funny. Um, well, they
2: know what the real world was like before, yeah,
4: right. before Barbie's and invention. And that's I was that's an say interesting point. With like the point to like child brains is like Ken really has the child brain, sure, and Barbie has like the child kind of emotional naivete.
0: Mm. of Mm -hmm. sorts
4: but like she knows what things are which yes, I think the is gift. Well, this isn't this night. isn't this isn't Giselle of Enchanted. Yeah, you that's know?
2: true. But as two
4: little girls, right? No, of course. Like absolutely.
3: There is this movie's playing with like developmental stages with right. the child. Like, I guess and it's, that's what I want. And Barbie's and just for, for more men, mature.
4: She she is. Well, and that's what I want to. like. That's specify, what you're told sure, about yeah.
3: girls at like that totally. age, right? Is like women or girls are just more mature. They're smarter. They like become absolutely. adults faster. That's like mm-hmm. what how we're taught to experience it. So it is very much coming from this place when you start to change your relationship with Barbie of, like, end of elementary school, beginning of middle school, and you are, like, if you're a boy, it's, like, you're a boy, and then one day you choose to become a man. Mm -hmm. And if you're a girl, it's this, like, weirder, lengthier, blurry, like, confusing blob of a couple years where you're supposed to come out of it a woman.
2: Like, specifically being told at, like, Sasha's age and a little bit before, like, Hey, right now you are better at everything than all of the boys in your life. You were smarter, you were faster, you were taller, you were stronger. <laughs> and and that won't happen forever and you need to, you need to just enjoy it now and get over it
3: because Sasha is at the age where she is learning that the systems that exist exist to hurt her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And keep her disadvantaged and And she is powerful. And and Sasha is just a a great thing to acknowledge about this movie, Sasha and her mom who becomes a major character, they're not white. Like that. This is also playing into their experience with Barbie who is definitely a white woman and Mm -hmm. always has been. And there's other Barbies that aren't white, but when you stop and you think of stereotypical Barbie, she's white and she has blonde hair Mm -hmm. and blue eyes. And so at the same time that Sasha, this girl is learning about, Fascism and systems designed to oppress in order to support like a patriarchal oligarchy. Ken is learning that he just gets to have horses and do whatever he wants and take anything he wants. That's like how education works at that age. If you're a boy, it's like, you won. What do you want? Take it. Mm -hmm. And if you're a girl, it's like, I need to learn how to defeat this system ideologically. And so they're like, they are on different wavelengths. And Absolutely. the and the the conflict of this movie is Barbie doing that growing up, of like learning about the system, acknowledging it, feeling hurt, dying, and then trying some solutions. And what happens is she leaves, she's very sad. Mattel gets word that there's dolls out, a Barbie and a Ken, which has happened before. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> But um, not with a kid and a barber, with Skipper. With Skipper. Who, who, tried, and a couple,
4: who showed up in Florida and tried to uh, babysit some kids.
3: And tried take to go surfing, surfing with a toddler. And every member of NSYNC is an Allen. Yes.
0: yes. But other than
3: that, That's it hasn't birthday happened birthday. before. And so they capture her and are trying to... They take her back to the Mattel headquarters. Which is when also, we learn about this, like... Yeah, please. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I just think... There's this like secret third world that the movie doesn't talk about where it's like there is Barbie land which is a fant a, like a non-patriarchal fantasy and there's the real world which is of uh, our reality as we know it and then there's this other fantasy land which is Mattel like headquarters patriarchy land uh, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. the opposite of Barbie Mattel headquarters represents like as artificial and yeah, made up I get you. as Barbie land. It is right. man, it's, it's, man land.
4: Its yeah. offices are a set. And like that, but the, something that's interesting about Mattel that I wanted to mention is that watching this movie again, as soon as we get into Mattel, I was like, Oh, this will be interesting because this movie is a Mattel property that is also trying to comment on problematic things that Mattel has done and is continuing to do. And it kind of walks an interesting line with it by having it be this like kind of dystopia corporate office tower, except at the top where the board are and all the other board members have a hive mind and they say the same thing at the same time. And it makes me laugh every time. And in our screening that we went to. That Parker and I went to. I was the one that was laughing consistently, the loudest every time the men said the same words. Really it's really funny. It's really funny. But I was like, man, no one else is getting as much joy out of this. No one else gets it. No one else gets it like I do. No no. One else gets it. They're saying the same thing at the same time, and that's funny. Anyway, mm-hmm. but Will Ferrell plays the CEO, and he's got like a pink tie, and he is like, no, women are a part of this, and it was an in- it's an interesting thing. To the point that I read an interview with Mattel CEO. Oh, and he said, he was like, yeah, we're not afraid of, like, self-deprecation.
3: It's It shows <laughs> the genius of Greta Gerwig. And this is something that Rio pointed out. Which is, like, something that helped Greta Gerwig do this thing that just changed female filmmaking forever. Uh, literally. You know, the, the highest box office grossing movie by a female director in an opening weekend of all time. The The business model changed forever mm-hmm. to allow more space for women. And the reason that that was Greta Gerwig, and this is what you said, you say it because it's a cool thought. Um, it's that she like learned, she just does capitalism better than anybody else. Oh, she learned the game. Well, I
2: was, I was ragging on, don't worry, darling. Yes. In well, context of that.
3: Because that's, that's part of it, but. Greta Gerwig played the game Mm -hmm. because the whole Mattel thing, having the CEO of the company that's paying for your movie to be represented by Will Ferrell playing a patriarchal misogynistic Mm -hmm. idiot and not hiding that in any way. It's genius because you can do that. You can get these people to admit who they are if you just give them enough money. Mm -hmm. And so it's Greta Gerwig (laughs) going like, Oh, you're the CEO of Mattel will you admit that it's it sucks that you're all men and that you don't actually care about women and you're just selling a sexualized ideal to young girls in order to make money? And it's like, no. Well, it's like, here's $300 million in uh-huh. one weekend. Because now that Mattel is here, we get into the danger of hearing them directly try to save face.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Right, and like, Mike, so there's this one line that Will Ferrell says, Will, that I'm, I'm curious about you, and everyone else's opinions as well, of like, Later, after Ken has done some things that have shifted reality, and now there's a new set being sold as a result of what's a happening in A patriarchal kind that, yeah. of like mess-up mess of a Barbie set of like mm-hmm. the Mojo Doja Casa house. I'll just say it. They've seen the movie. It. They've yeah. seen the movie. Yeah, they've seen the movie. It's when the Mojo Doja Casa houses are being sold, and they report that to Will Ferrell. They're saying, actually, these are selling really, really well. They're selling like crazy. And Will Ferrell says, I don't care if they're making money. I don't do this just for money. I do this to benefit the dreams of little girls everywhere in the least creepy way possible. And it's a funny line, but it is the only line in the movie where I go, well, that feels like, that feels untrue to, like, this commentary on corporate stuff. And there's another line later where he admits something about money. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if that's going to come up. I with think
3: it's, I think but, it's meta-satire. I like, think genuinely,
4: that I, I Will think.
2: Ferrell plays a walking disclaimer
4: uh-huh.
2: that can't help but call Barbie a Jezebel.
4: Right. Yes, because he does say
2: that later. And I think that is so... That is feminist communication in film. And you know how we all say... Well, for a long time we had this idea that gossip is really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes from the fact that gossip originates in female circles, right? But so much of women's communication is sworn to secrecy. Um, And I think that that is Greta writing a line that to Mattel, you know, in the end... We love Barbie. We love little girls. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it is communicating too in a much more secretive way of like, see how stupid this is?
0: Right. You know? Yeah. It so does you, feel dogmatically you know, so, in that
2: way. Yeah. It, so I know that I, yeah, I've heard people right. have really big problems with Well, I don't have character. a big problem with I it. I was that hoping that it's I'm a
4: all, sticking point. Though. Again, I've yes. only seen the movie once. Right, right. I vaguely remember. So, so, it.
2: I, I've heard that pretty commonly. People were like, well, I, I don't really like that Will Ferrell. But I think his his lines are so right. stock lines. He's a like, caricature, so... a
3: caricature of the caring capitalist. Right. Yes, he's and he so is a parody of like in that. Mr. Warbucks or whatever.
2: As soon as Barbie, she doesn't even resist getting in the box and just wants to call her a mean name because he hates women. In That's actuality, right. yeah, you and know, they,
4: yeah, they do play. You're sorry, I did forget. It
3: it like exposes this lie.
2: It's an ad read, sure. and I think I can't believe that she got away with making his character so. Well, and again, that, that, that goes it back to an the interview
4: read. I was talking about, where the CEO is like, "Yeah, I don't care." He's like, "Yeah, that's like we we don't care about self-deprecation." And honestly, that probably reads more of. It's gonna make us. It makes a lot money. Of
3: money. Mm-hmm.
2: What else is he gonna say? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's what, um, like you
3: can pay these guys to admit that they're the Great worst. call on Mattel's
2: part. Hey, that was such a great move. I bet you made a lot of money. And I I can't believe, Greta, that you got away with that.
3: She talked him into it because she knew how to make it make money. Yeah.
2: Uh, That's what I was going to say, is is to be a great female director, you don't just have to succumb to all of the toxic traits that make a male director successful. You just have to be extremely fluent in the patriarchal language of capitalism.
1: Well, to that point, like, Will, you were talking about Greta knowing how to play the game, right? And this whole sequence closing out like this quarter is Greta playing that game immaculately. Everything you guys talked about with Will Ferrell, absolutely agree. And specifically you and I talked about this of, there is a line that happens here that a hundred percent I am convinced only exists for the trailer so that the trailer can get the concept across to people in 90 seconds. And it, it's the one thing that like you and I caught. And I was like, "Does this is this a four and a half star movie rather than a five star movie? And it would be if this was here negligently, which is that the mom is leaning against the door America of the CEO. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, she's leaning against the door and she goes, Barbie in the real world, that's impossible. And it's the one line in this movie that feels so like... Of a lesser movie, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's just like, in. that's rough. It
2: feels like we're in 2006 a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I right. mean? It feels and, like,
1: and like Jumanji
2: brings animals to the real world. Yeah. I'm right. Sure. But
1: again, I fu- I'm fully convinced that line only exists because it needed to be in the trailer to a, get the idea really across. And again, it feels like Greta playing the game, saying, okay, yeah. Mattel, Warner Brothers, I will give you this one line so that you can put it here for your marketing purposes. So, Anybody who is either completely media illiterate, but has decided to come to see this, we'll give them one last bone. Uh-huh. We'll throw them one last charity, but otherwise it doesn't need to be here. And like, I think that I've come around on the line in that way. I don't like the line, but I fully understand why it's there and it doesn't feel like a mistake like it did before. Yeah. It now feels like, okay, this is, again, playing the game. It, this whole movie takes
3: place in Mattel headquarters, which can be understood as Mattel, the company in the real world that's making this movie. It can be understood as an analog for every megacorporation that exists in America. It can be understood as like a government analog, and it also feels like very much about Greta Gerwig's experience with the Hollywood studio system which Mattel is kind of serving as literally by paying for this movie to be made. And like Mattel studios, they have their own. We know this very well. They, they are a film Mm -hmm. company and have been for a long time. And the thing that is so interesting about all of this and how much they look like they are the bad guys of this movie. The people who are making the movie literally with their money are the bad guys of the movie. And they, they, there's nobody on earth more media illiterate than studio executives. It's a studio executive who watched it and thought, why did Barbie fly down off the building? And she's like, oh, you, you know how when you play wait. with Barbies? And he's like, no, you have to put a line in there or we're pulling funding. Nobody's <laughs> going to get this. Nobody's going to understand this movie. Watching
4: the first 45 minutes of this movie and then being like, wait, so is Barbie in the real world? <laughs> <laughs> You should that's put a not, line in. She's like, I already wrote the line. That's okay. It's fine. It's, it's, it, it's exactly it, it's what it, it's you just said. It.
0: Wait, Barbie. It's like, in wait, the that's,
4: that's not possible.
3: No, not it's possible. it's them not saying anything. It's them just watching this movie. And then she goes, Barbie in the real? That's possible. And they go, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. 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 I'm, they I'm, know that's not possible. I get it. Okay, I get it. I get it. So they're trying to put Barbie back in a literal box. What are the conse- What happens if you get in the box? We don't know. It's don't actually know. That's only my set up.
2: <laughs> question <laughs> yeah. with this movie is one this very scary what are the box? the stakes of the box? But the yeah.
3: metaphor is not subtle. Yeah, it's very true. What happens to you? That's not what this movie is about. Yeah, this movie is not about the worst things that can happen to you. Like, and I'm sure if there you're is something. Woman. I just Ex- need to explicitly, think about it. It's not about that. I just
2: need to see it the fifth time, and I'll figure. I will know what the box yeah, you'll is. Get, you'll you'll get right it. Way.
3: And then, essentially, they run through this very constructed studio it's it's the other realm that is not looking like a real space it is a set it looks like a soundstage we're in another fictionalized place
4: uh barbie's trying to escape barbie
3: runs into the room of ruth handler the inventor of barbie but we don't know that it's ruth and it's this really funky kind of truman show moment and then barbie's rescued by sasha and her mom gloria and they take them back to after a great little car chase we find out that Barbie's there for the mom and this is when you kind of start to click in i think the whole movie is either for or predominantly about moms like this is a very very like like a lot of Greta stuff this is a this is a movie about moms um, and it's the mom that's been playing with the barbies because Ken learns that the patriarchy is where men are in charge and also immediately learns that he will never, ever, ever be able to participate in the patriarchy other than the basic, like, not feeling unsafe on the street. But he's not going to be in the government, and he's not going to run a company. He
2: can't even beach here.
3: He's not in that club. Even though it's being sold as for all men, he learns it's not. And so he He does not have the requirements. And he starts a new patriarchy In Barbie Land. Mm -hmm. While Barbie's gone. We
4: don't fully know that yet.
3: We'll get, yeah. We're
1: about
4: to find out.
3: Um, (laughs) And so we go back to Barbie Land with Sasha and Mom. And Gloria is the one who's been thinking about, what if Barbie was actually more like a real person? And she had cellulite. And she had depression. And she had irrepressible thoughts of death. Mm -hmm. And she's coming up with these toy concepts where she's the... Uh, executive secretary and she's sitting out there coming up with doll ideas that actually in 2023 would probably be wildly financially successful while while the men are in there sitting trying to think up new ideas and Will Ferrell's just saying nothing mm-hmm. just like saying buzzwords about, you about women's
2: female liberation
3: <laughs> yeah agency it, <laughs> yes it's, agency uh, and so we go back to the Barbie land and we go
2: back which, to Barbie land
3: I'll just start this of like Has been taken over by the patriarchy And looks exactly like A version of Barbie When it's the cheerleaders and stuff Mm -hmm. This is like what you're taught Barbie is when Mm -hmm. you're a boy This is what you're taught Barbie looks like Is like yeah I'm the president Look how cool my bikini is Like that's what you think Feminism is when you're A boy Ken's age quote unquote Mm-hmm. So that is the kind of patriarchy that Barbie Land has become. Yeah. All you can Well
4: except the the boys are in charge.
3: Except no, because it's like there's our Supreme Court. And it's like, yeah, they're all cheerleaders. Like oh, they're right. the Supreme like, oh, Court. Oh, right. The way the the Barbies are being portrayed. The yeah. Barbies right. she's still the president she's of the right. country, right. but she's serving beers. Right, because they have not yes. yet. Yeah. But like everyone is still bar the bar like I'm astronaut Barbie. Want a beer? Like, that's right. what that's what you're right. taught. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. But it is. No,
1: I think that's a helpful clarification. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um Go crazy. It's a great quarter, buddy. It's a great quarter. Thank you. I also
2: really like every single journey in and out of the real world is so fun. Watching Ken solo it back into Barbie land <laughs> and watching America Pereira and Sasha. All of at, them
3: going is my all of favorite. Them going.
2: There's it's a cute. line when they're on the snowmobile where... Where Gloria is like, I had this Barbie as a kid, and... Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> keep
0: going, keep going, keep going. Keep going.
2: <laughs> I had this Barbie as a kid, and I lost the boots, and my mom wouldn't let me buy a whole other Barbie just to replace the boots. And I... That's so... There's something so girlhood about that, and I'm still chewing on it. Yeah. But if anybody, like, has any insight, I think that's a great line. Girls. And I just don't know how to... How do I interpret that yet?
3: Get in the comments, but it's girls. it's really...
2: Somebody talked to me about that. Um,
3: My favorite line delivery in the whole movie, for some reason, is when they're going back for the first time and they start traveling to Barbie Land. And they're like, how did we get here? How did we get in these clothes? And Barbie goes, how did we get on this vehicle? And she's like, so like (laughs) that acting choice that she makes of like, you're asking fun, huh? Huh? Magic. Like, and it's, it is for some reason, my favorite
2: it's really line fun. delivery in the whole It movie. is really fun. Um, they roll up to Barbie Land, um, and they are getting a tour. It's been it's been Kenified. It is no longer Barbie Land. It is it is Kendom, which also fun fact. This movie in Denmark, they start calling it Kenmark.
0: That's, that's pretty so cute. Like, oh, They're right in the great. sky with this
2: like jet plane Kenmark. <laughs> that's really I love good.
3: That. That's um, almost as good as the CGI dress over Florence Pugh in. Oppenheimer. 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 Where people, almost people don't want to I see that is
4: better. That is a. That's
3: almost as good as a bad CGI Blender physics dress uh, on Florence Pugh. Oh no.
2: Oh. Anyway, um, uh, but but they do kind of point out like you know Sasha asks like where do the Kens live and Barbie's like I actually genuinely have no idea you know um so I do like that because it
4: we also never learned that.
2: We also no. never learned that. The
3: Kens are, um, like, fully... Fully Like, definitively marginalized. Yes. <laughs> like, that and is I the like word that, to use.
2: Um, you know, uh, it's not entirely malicious. They do genuinely have... They just never never thought about
1: it. Yeah. You
2: know? And, um...
1: Like, it's, it's benevolent sexism. There,
2: there is yeah, a that's, lot That's of, what it's
1: like to a be A lot of malicious
2: sometimes. sexism. And then sometimes... Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes I say things to Will, and Will's like... That's crazy. I had no idea that that was the experience no, will a be person like, could have. No, Rio will
3: be like, oh, I don't actually like going to that Walmart because the last three times I've gone, someone's threatened to kill me in the parking lot. Because I was
2: looking at my nails and too I'm like, long, so I did deserve it. And it's like, that's a thing that could even happen? You know, so... Um, that's
3: just for being sorry, a woman? That's, like, I think,
2: an interesting nod yeah. to that. I
3: genuinely don't know. Yeah.
2: We roll up to Barbie's dream house, but it is no longer Barbie's dream house. Ken has taken over. It is Ken's mojo dojo casa house. Um, And he gives Barbie the opportunity to stay as his bride wife or as his non-committal, long distance girlfriend, brewski, casual hangout. Brewski beer me. And she's not interested
1: also just, a, a, just the most minor of things but just just moments that scratch my brain mm-hmm. in just the best way in this movie something about Ryan Gosling slocking that freaking golf <laughs> club down like a rapier into it. like his belt Her house. like just the way he like like he just like drops and just shink goes straight down to his belt i love it it's oh. also when he does
3: his funniest line delivery Mm. which is, I don't even remember what the line is, but he's backing up and he goes,
0: ah, ha 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 ha. <laughs> That's remember. okay. That's wow. okay.
2: I don't remember
1: what the, rest of the line is, but he right does go, you are, Barbie. Ah, ha ha. Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: he's so, so well, because he's he is playing this like kind of, it is so boyish. And it's so sweet. So like, so 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 it, it almost reminded yeah. me of like Lord of the Flies of like, yeah. <laughs> well, you can join my clan or you don't have, because here,
3: I'm the king. I'm
2: I'm just a dude, and he like does a pull up because he's like that'll emphasize my point. Um, And you know, in the real world, somebody asked, was like, sir, do you have the time?" And he's like, "They respect me, so he's covered in watches. He's like everything that makes me powerful and the know-how." I've never
3: seen in a movie like an indoor pull-up bar (laughs) as the prop that it, like the gender prop that it is. Yes. People have in their apartments.
2: Whatever, I'm just a dude to
3: perform <gasps> masculinity. It,
2: uh, it's it is so good, You've, right? I've, I've like, never seen. I guess I'm that's what
3: that's what the whole Ken sequence is. It's like, what if gender was as propified yes. What if we the made boys little accessories and costumes <laughs> to be as, as right? Many to be as
4: patriarchal usually, as Barbie is, because usually feminist dolls for boys, the accessories are gun. a gun. Or mm-hmm. A sword, yeah, and, and they're not. Real and he gets men. a mini fridge like with the stickers. Yeah, right? That's great. If there was like a doll for boys, what props would they have? And
1: there's uh-huh. there's such a good call out of that later in the movie during the Ken battle, where it's like, do they have real weapons here? No, no, <laughs> no, they no, don't. No, They don't. Get, like, not at get, all. Did I get shot?
2: Um, <laughs> and so Ken's really mean to Barbie and won't give her back her house, and so Barbie has using
3: the language she used on him
2: yeah oh he, he there's makes a that really, point. there's an emotional moment too there is cause, an emotional moment because uh i don't even remember the line but basically he's like no this isn't about you
3: failed me you
2: didn't you didn't fail to restore balance you you failed
3: me she's like barbie failed women in the real world yeah he's like no you failed you failed me as a me person as a
2: person i don't get to out there i was somebody and yeah. here and here i'm just a dude Kenmark and and so Barbie has a complete mental breakdown I, I, and I
1: can't remember what he says to her. There is something he says where he basically just says you're not welcome here. Yeah. And she she starts to cry and he says doesn't feel very good, does it? Mm-hmm. He says it's boys night. That's what. Thank you.
4: Yeah. That's what is
3: he's, he's like
4: every night. Yeah. Every yeah. night is every boys night. Every night is, every is boys, he boys says night. That's what Barbie said earlier.
3: Right. Every night's girls night. Sorry, every night's yeah. girls night. Cuz he's like can't we hang out sometimes? He's like it's girls night. And again, like,
1: it just, right,
3: like,
0: everybody, everybody is
1: giving, everybody is giving Ryan Gosling all the credit in the world for, like, his over-the-top, like, foppishness in this, Mm -hmm. and it's really good, but he has moments like this where he slips in, like, this makes you want to cry vulnerability of just, like, the way, like, his face, like, the twitch of the corner of his mouth at that moment of, like, it doesn't feel very good, does it?
2: I love it, too, because like at the very beginning of the movie when he gets like so hurt trying to mm-hmm. surf and impress Barbie and he's like, how much of that did you see? He's like got this look on his face of like just being so cool about it. Yeah. And I don't know. There's just his it... performance of boyishness trying to understand patriarchy and manhood. And that boyishness is the thing is that's so, so interesting cool. because that
1: vulnerability is where it comes from. Like mm-hmm. you can, t- he looks like he's on the verge of tears 50% of the time, the, time the time in this movie. And that's, a boyish thing. It's yeah. so it's, good. Yeah. A pin, uh, yeah, a pin so on good. that
3: for when we get to the, uh, probably in Max's quadrant, the the breakup. Yeah, yeah. I have a story with mm-hmm. that. Okay. okay.
2: So Barbie has a meltdown. She <laughs> tears off all her little accessories and takes out her earrings and, and she's gonna wait for one of the more uh, leadership-oriented Barbies to do something. Because here's the issue, is that all of the Barbies are going along with everything, they say that, like, the patriarchs explained to them, and it was great, I love to be a helpful decoration.
4: And they, it's nice to not be in charge of everything.
2: Yeah, it's like a spa day for my brain, which I well, think is Well, there how... are two
4: responses.
3: When you realize you're an adult, and you live, you're an adult woman living in the patriarchy, you either play the game, or die on the inside. like yeah. Or something dies which
2: barbie you says directly later of like either you're brainwashed or you're weird and ugly yeah.
3: You yeah know? like you either check out which is to avoid the trauma which is like what the other barbies are doing
0: mm-hmm.
3: of of like being fully repressed mm-hmm. or you i like it's so amazing like i've seen you rio have these emotion this emotional experience of like you don't, you don't have to talk about it, and I can cut it out if you want, but it's, like, something that I love about this movie is I've seen you process in that vulnerable way, like, these people want me to die.
0: Yeah. I'm not
3: wanted here. No one, I'm objectified. It's mm-hmm. scary. I'm never going to own a house. Mm-hmm. I. There's nothing for me, mm-hmm. and there's nothing I could do about it, mm-hmm. fundamentally, and they're playing that. Margot Robbie is playing that 100% And, and that is like the
2: time where she starts to become so ashamed of the fact that she's stereotypical Barbie. Because I'm not, you know, she's like, I'm not the president. I'm not an astrophysicist. No one on the Supreme Court is me. You know, just uh, like she starts to really hate herself too.
3: The way that women that. right now, like the women that I know in my life, it's the way that they are feeling when they look at the Supreme Court. In 2023, It's why that line is in there. Mm-hmm. Like it is this genuine duress that if you're like lucky enough to be let in on that secret conversation with women, mm-hmm. you will see this exact fear. It's this like really timely, honest, mm-hmm. like it, it feels like the comedy movie, but like very heartfelt version of like, some horrific Supreme court things happened this year. And you mm-hmm. just, you remember talking to the women in your life. And, and like, what like,
2: do you do? You know, do you do? it's like, I, I to wait for one of the more leadership so oriented sorry. Barbies to do something, you know, but that's not a thing that will happen. And, you know, uh, Sasha says like, I almost feel bad for you, but you're exactly what I thought. You know, she mm-hmm. just is this, she is a blonde and gives up and whatever. Um, so they go to leave and weird Barbie, don't worry, arrives and they're like, snap out of it and margot robbie doesn't and they go back to her weird house um on on their way back to the journey of the real world um they discover that alan has stowed away inside their pink convertible because he also hates the ken world and was much happier in in barbie land as someone who is like non-conforming to this identity gender role of ken um, you know, he also doesn't want to massage a foot. So we, we had a he's trying Alan. to get out. Yeah, somebody wants to take Alan. Does somebody want to take Alan?
3: <laughs> there oh, was a gender Because I'm, I'm not in Allen. Yeah, okay, Max, you had a pin I on Alan. I,
4: now I don't know if I remember it.
3: It was about, if, um, well, in, in context of weird Barbie, right? And well, being... for,
4: uh, for Alan, I think, like, obviously, like, for me, and I immediately talked to Barbara about this, I talked to my brother-in-law about this. I relate to Alan in that he is... Again, someone who is there, like, a a, a, you know, played by a male actor, a man Mm -hmm. in this world, who does not conform to the Ken idea, which is basically beaching all the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, being really, like, super hot and ripped and, like, playing volleyball. Like, Alan's just there and being like, yeah, Ken, great job. Mm -hmm. However, there's also the read of him as being a gay man, which I think is very interesting. And also, again, like, I, I had that realization after... Like when I was talking to the group that Parker and I went and saw it, the Parker's first time seeing it. Yes. Um, where I was just talking about like,
1: well, you you were talking about this idea of like what specifically were you talking about of Alan in terms of talking about it in ta- context of a queer identity perspective, which we've talked about, but kind of coming back to the first point that you were making, that was something we talked about after the movie was that like Alan is a stand-in for boys who never felt welcomed in the patriarchy. Yeah. Who never fit the Ken mold.
4: Right. And in that way can be a stand-in for anyone who doesn't feel they fit in mm-hmm. this binary and in this patriarchy. And in like, yeah, if you are someone who's like, well, I'm not that, then mm-hmm. who are you? And so I just think that's an interesting point. And I think it's very interesting that obviously then later, Alan is part of the girls' team. Mm -hmm. and we'll get into that but in this moment he is stowed away in in the Corvette as Gloria and Sasha try to make their escape I I do have one
3: more Alan (laughs) Uh, I just love Alan Alan is a stand-in for like there's multiple types of people and Barbie Land is generally girls who played with Barbie and the Kens represent boys who played with other toys boys who like by well by the time they get patriarchal right it's like they're boys who had gi joes Mm
0: -hmm. they're the
3: boys club boys they've proved that they can fit go into the boys club and alan is a boy who had a ken doll Mm -hmm. which is which is different than a boy who had a barbie doll and it's different than a boy who had a gi joe doll and it's like this uh, he's ken's best friend yeah Yeah. like
2: and all of his marketing and the way that Even Michael Sarah introduces himself as, like, hi, I'm Alan. I'm Ken's friend. All his clothes fit me. (laughs) Like, yeah. It's, it's,
3: there's the Barbie, the Barbie boy, which is a group of people. They're like boys who had Barbies are incorporated, I think, really welcomingly into Mm -hmm. the, into Barbie land. They don't have their own, like, distinct. If you're a kid who played with Barbie, It like looks like Barbie land and that there's not a character that represents boy who loves Barbie, which is a major demographic of this film, Mm -hmm. like in the marketing, in the, in its writing. But I just, Alan is this
1: like very unique, he's Ken, he's the Ken kid. This is, this, this might be another clean cut out of the podcast because this might be too vulnerable. This might just be me talking with my friends on the couch for a minute. But uh you talking about that completely drudged up or repressed memory that I had, which was um in high school, living in Idaho, we would come down to Utah to uh, go and sing uh, during Christmas time, just around um, you know the area, Temple Square, for those of you who know. Um, and across the street is this great you know shopping center, this mall, and we went there, and there was a Disney store that used to be there, and mm-hmm. I distinctly remember I was probably like, I don't know, 15 or 16, and we went to the Disney store, and I love Disney stuff, and they had a whole wall of Disney Barbie dolls, and they had all the princesses so there, sick. and they had some of the princes, and specifically, I got really excited because they had an Aladdin, and they had a genie, and the genie looked like the genie, like he was just, he he had like the, you know... A-frame, like, <laughs> doll model shape, yeah. but, like, it was the, the genie. genie. Like, it had, like, a wider torso and it was, you know, a different face mold. It was a genie toy. And I wanted, I, I wanted to grab this Aladdin this genie. And the guys I was hanging out with was like, yeah, but there's a Barbie doll. And I didn't get it. And mm-hmm. I did, I, and I, I just, like, I completely repressed that memory. That, like, I wanted yeah. to grab this Aladdin and genie. And I didn't, because the men in my group who were all choir kids, who were all theater kids, who were of the oeuvre that, like, this shouldn't have been a problem. I got pushback on, well, yeah, but it's a Barbie doll. Yeah. And so I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Alan-coded. That's Alan-coded.
3: That's pretty (laughs)
2: Alan-coded.
3: That's an Alan-coded trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which, like, this room, this movie makes room for... Such a wide, yes. such a wide experience with Barbie. And
2: I'm glad Alan exists. And I also am glad that there is the line that's like, well, I'm a woman. I mean, I'm a man without power. Does that make me a woman? <laughs> no, no. But I'm glad that Alan exists to, to explain that there are men that don't fit. Not Like, if you think that this movie hates men, you didn't watch it. It hates know? the patriarchy.
3: It hates and the if, patriarchy. if you think it hates, men, you think it it hates
2: men, then that means you
3: identify with the patriarchy on
2: yourself. So, um, anyway, the Mattel is trying to build a wall in between Barbie world and the real world. There's a great joke where Alan's like, once they figure out how to build that wall,
0: across the road and not just
1: up. <laughs>
2: it's really funny. Um, kind of a nod to the like screwball comedy, I feel like. Totally.
0: Um,
2: and then. Alan beats all those guys up and I think kills out. one. I think he chokes one, one, to one. I think <laughs> he a
1: one to death with a shovel. He to
2: death.
3: He passes out at least. But...
2: um, And then there is a great kind of mother daughter moment between Sasha and Gloria of like, I've seen your drawings. They're incredible. Be- oh, because earlier Barbie immediately, once Ken takes her house yeah. and is mean to her and yells at her and golf ball smacks her plants, is mad at Gloria, is mad at a mom, is mad at another woman. Because, you know, especially as like a preteen girl, who do you take your anger out on? You take it out on your mom. And so there's that going on. It's also like- I've seen Lady Bird, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, And also like, there is such a, we're so quick to blame other women for the things that, I heard this even talking about, like some of the women in my life didn't want to go see Barbie because it's like Barbie was really negative experience for me because my brothers would take my barbies and undress them and and it's like you're hating barbie which there are reasons to hate barbie but you're upset about barbie because of things that boys in your life did too not boys but you know
0: yeah.
2: i didn't explain that very well so maybe cut that out of the podcast but
3: you explained it um was good. it's staying
2: but she, she blames Gloria. And so Gloria is feeling awful. And Sasha's like, don't blame my mom. Like, you're weird and you're dark and you're crazy and you're interesting and you're talented and you're smart. And this is not your fault. And then they decide to go back. They go. They decide to go back. <laughs> another visual bit for the podcast. Then like,
4: Sasha decides to go back. Sasha decides yep. to go
2: back because Barbie world needs saving. Barbie needs saving. So they roll up to the weird house. And meet all of the discontinued Barbies, all of these other outcasts, because it, it does, it, it gently acknowledges that there are other identities, and there are other people besides Kens and Barbies, and it's really, I don't know, it's funny, it's funny! There's play- Sugar Daddy Ken, there's Magic Earring Ken, there's Growing Up Skipper,
1: there's... It's played for comedy textually. Mm-hmm. Subtextually, it feels like it's giving you the room mm-hmm. to acknowledge there is something outside Some of this binary. up Barbie. That has, yeah. like, bef- long before the Ken patriarchy showed up, yes. there were already people here who didn't mm-hmm. fit into this. Yes. And again, There's already... while it's played for comedy in the text,
2: uh-huh. It's a of the Barbie Ken identity. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and
1: also that the
3: patriarchy has always been involved with Barbie. Right. Yes. Always always, always, growing up, her skip arm, her, or boobs, her boobs grow. grow. It's sexualizing young girls. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's just, un- no matter what you do, you have to address that. Mm-hmm.
2: Right,
3: no matter how you feel about Barbie.
2: Yeah. um, One of the brainwashed Barbies is there, and they're trying to convince her, like, no, you've written a book. You're, you won a Nobel Peace Prize. And she's like, oh. I'd like to thank Thank Ken. you, Ken. I'd, I- well, I love that she, I don't deserve this, which is a feminine modifier, you Oof. know, like you're not an apology and I don't deserve this. And I, I, so, But the humans show up and Barbie's still having an existential crisis. And then America Ferreira gives us the monologue of a century where she's just talking about the, it opens with, it's impossible to be a woman and it's all of this cognitive dissonance. And this movie is so much about and, and there is a lot of and in what is expected of women. Um, like looking a certain way, but not wanting to look a certain way and having and, and how hard it's gotten, too, because like you have to have a job, but you also have to want to take care of everybody. So she has this incredible monologue. I'm not even going to try. Just you've seen it. You've seen it. You Go know, watch when you cried again. your
4: eyes out, you, remember when you, you cried? know, when your theater applauded, you know, what, you know you remember
2: it? when your theater applauded? Yes, yeah. yeah. we did. We got a pause, we got
3: a preach. We got yeah. A video. amen.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. an
1: amen. It's wow. cheers. Just, it's
2: good. And they and there's a pause built in for you to react to that, which I thought we, we, was so Who, so who cool. said that? It, that
1: was Liv. We were, talking, we were talking about it with some friends after Thanks the to Olivia Sham. watch. Yeah, shout out to Stream Olivia Stream him! <laughs> um, and had the most, like, brilliant way of describing it, which is that she's like, Greta gave the audience a line.
0: Mm-hmm. Built
1: in mm-hmm. is a silence after that. Yeah. And not a silence in the way that Endgame has a silence when Captain America catches the hammer. This one feels like an actual invitation from the filmmaker to the audience. Yeah. Here is your line. Remember mm-hmm. when we thought going to the cinema was dead, and the only
3: evidence we had to say maybe there was hope was Endgame. <laughs> and Endgame was a shared cinematic experience, but like a social media a simulacra of it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas
4: Barbie is a lot more natural. Barbie
3: like. was like, you have to, there's, it's watch, in the middle of a this, monologue. Yeah. Watching this on a streamer is going to
1: feel a little weird uh-huh. because you don't have 50 strangers to cheer It's not meant to, to, to go, go viral. Yeah, Right. It's... Like that's the thing is like, Endgame feels designed for somebody to take out their phone and record it and it goes viral on Twitter because they're like, isn't this so exciting to be in a theater? And it is exciting to be in a theater. I love like, it. Like genuinely, it is so much fun to be in that space. Mm-hmm. Somebody pulling out their phone and recording this for Twitter feels sacrilegious. Like there's something about like that moment that is like, you need to be in this space experiencing it this way. And like you said, streaming it is going to be a weird experience. That Mm -hmm. monologue
3: draws awareness to the actual human beings that you're sitting next Mm -hmm. to who think and feel the things that are being said on screen. Yeah. And like that's important for women to experience and to feel like collectively seen and heard and to say, like, this secret out loud. And it's important for men to go see and hear. It's important for everybody to go see it and hear it. And because you're meant to experience empathy for an actual real-life other human being that you could reach out and
1: touch and talk to and improve their life. Both Mm -hmm. times I've seen it, it has felt consistently in that moment, like, the energy is that every single woman or female identifying individual in that theater is... Like you said, the secret has been said out loud mm-hmm. like that. I, this is so true to it's the experience ugh. that they felt. Everybody else, I can feel the energy is they are thinking of every woman in their life. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to watch that scene and not immediately mm-hmm. think of your mother, your sister, your partner, your girlfriend, your wife, whoever. If you aren't of that category of people, immediately your brain is going to everybody in your life who is mm-hmm. and how this applies to them.
2: Mm-hmm. Because uh, kind of setting this monologue in motion, um, Barbie, Margot Robbie, is like, no one's going to like me. I'm I'm not pretty enough. And, the, and then there's a great voiceover that's like, this is, it's Margot Robbie. She looks like Barbie. America Ferreira's monologue ends with like, I, I am so just like sick and tired of seeing every single woman I know tie themselves into knots so that people will like them. And, and uh, that is just such sit on that for a while everybody that's all i'm gonna say think about that chew on it that's the fork
4: that's the fork in my suit i was gonna get
2: us through ken i don't know yeah you can
4: i was just gonna say but then also she says and if all of that also applies to a doll representing women an
2: idea of a woman yeah Yeah. what is that if
3: it's if it's if you have to jump through this many mental gymnastics to make an ethical barbie movie yeah
2: how do you make any movie
3: about women
2: Ever or be one,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, this
3: is I'm like Greta Gerwig constructing this of like,
2: yeah. It, it <sighs> reminded me that a movie theater is a theater, you know.
3: In the theater,
2: theater, yeah, theater
3: yeah. with yeah. yeah. theater. right? For people, yeah, to experience shared catharsis. But
2: that that sick monologue snaps out of one of the one of the brainwashed Barbies, snaps her out of it, and that's how they get their plan to uh acknowledge the cognitive dissonance of how hard it is to be a woman under the the rules of the patriarchy that snaps the barbies out of it and then they can recruit them to their cause they've got all the barbies and their plan is to make the kens turn on each other because for a lot you know it's it's all it's always been about impressing the other kens mm-hmm. um and so
1: they need them distracted for they need votes. them
2: distracted oh because the kens are planning to overturn the constitution and, and uh, Establish patriarchy. Yeah, do some
1: irrevocable legal damage. Yes.
2: Yeah. And once it's legal, there's nothing you can do. Um, so they all go on a group date. <laughs> um
1: To turn them against Ryan Gosling, you'll well, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, pause for a minute. We have to talk about the best line delivery in the movie <laughs> when Margot Robbie goes back and does a fake apology yeah, and asks so him so to sorry, take will her you back. Please
2: play the guitar at me.
1: <laughs> and Ryan Gosling says, one moment. And it goes behind the wall. And the the inclination you think, like Max and I were talking about this, it's gonna be a scream. It's gonna be a wahoo, it's gonna be something. It's gonna
2: be crying But
1: instead know. it is just a sublime <laughs> 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 And he walks back out. So, well I love so that because I feel like
2: word. it's such a funny so word to funny choose word to like choose. we talk about and it's getting talked about more and it should continue to be talked about, is that men don't get to express like negative emotions, you know. Um, like like true sadness and crying, and Ken kind of talks about that later when he is crying. Um, but you also, I don't feel like maybe correct me if I'm wrong, boys. But do you get to see that kind of giddy joy depicted from men? Often? It has to exist
1: in a very specific box. Yeah, you can you and can there, do that on the football field. And he didn't want field.
2: to, and he didn't want Barbie to see it. Yeah. you know, it's so him hiding it to go experience <laughs> that. It's
3: but you so you tender. cannot you cannot be like oh my gosh, my girlfriend
4: likes me so much so yeah, that's, that's, that's not allowed me on the cheek and that's i felt so, so loved yeah. you can't giddy, talk about you're... butterflies giddy is an emotion that is not yeah typically smiled upon unless yeah. it's about like other boys or like <laughs> you can be right? like
3: dude you just like, like this girl sport. Sport. like like so other boys happy. like know, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like
4: freaking wow that guy totally caught that totally yeah it's so exciting that. oh you got the goal man yeah. even, like, the giddiness isn't just like a sublime like right it's 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 never that yeah again that's
1: like like i said butterflies are never allowed
2: yeah Yeah. so i thought that was very sweet um and he plays the guitar at barbie for four hours as does every other ken Ken to their individual respective barbies and then they make them jealous by all switching the kens and wanting to go to playing on this like insecurity that they're more interested in another man
3: ken ryan gosling shout out to you again plays this moment that is like scary to me every time i watch it of like watching his brain shift to patriarchy mode where where he does his line of like who are you texting who are you texting and takes her, takes phone. her phone it's like actually you know guys yeah, yeah all of us know guys who think like that and behave like that and it's mm-hmm. so scary it's scary and it's like that yeah. moment is like makes me tense up yeah because it's like ah, oh, these are the real emotional consequences mm-hmm. of this kind of thinking. Put a pin in that at the end.
2: So it works, yeah. and the Kens are really upset. And so they they go home to their, their Mojo Dojo Castle houses and decide that they have to go up to war against the other
4: Kens.
1: And I think that's a good quarter mark, I think. Yeah. yeah?
4: Do you want to take oh. the the dream ballet? This is just when Ken sings starts singing his song, right? Mm-hmm. As they prep for war, Ken sings a song about how he's been feeling and how he's, you know, just Ken. Which has put Ryan Gosling on, like, the top ten on Spotify right now. <laughs> yeah. Everyone go listen to Dead Man's Bones. Dead Man's Bones is so good! Go listen this to Dead Man's Bones. This Halloween, listen to Dead Man's Bones, which is a band that Ryan Gosling did in 2009. It's just spooky band. Um, something like that. It's really good. Wow. Anyway, yeah, I didn't know. Oh, it a children's this
3: wife. war has my favorite, like, production design go moment. Go ahead which is them shooting like Nerf balls and Nerf bow and arrows and throwing kickballs and like stuff. And I di- I was two. It's so maximalist. But my third time watching it, I just watched a Nerf ball go slow motion past and it lands on the water and bounces off the top of the plastic water. <laughs> and you can watch all of those toys that are being shot yeah. just bounce into inf- in- infinity on the plastic ocean. And it's wow. just
0: That's so
4: delightful. That's very really right? good. Yeah, so they all go to war. And it opens it has this big battle sequence with all the cans using tennis rackets and pillows and beach pillows and beach balls and that sort of thing. Arrows that are like nerf like Will saying.
3: And their own like male sexuality is used yeah, as a way Yeah, weapon. They're like, they're like, burying their chests shing, and sparkles
4: yeah. happen. Which if is they're hot earlier.
1: enough, you can make
3: a man
4: yeah.
1: pass out. I think you and I specifically talked about like being obsessed with like the way that Shuri Garawa like holds his tennis racket on like no, the cushion. Did we not talk about nope. that? It's, it's the best movie Oh moment. my God. No,
4: but it's really just good. like Just like that above his head sure, is yeah, really yeah. It's really good. And then uh, it transitions into a dream ballet, which made up 30% of the movies that Greta Gorg was inspired by to make mm-hmm. this movie. And I'm so glad that someone brought back a Dream Ballet proper. Absolutely. Um, rio has been set asking is gorgeous. for it.
0: Just what a happened? really
4: beautiful kind of white void with like pink and blue kind of hues about it, right? And Do more bespoke choreography. Yeah. More bespoke choreography of just all the Ken's wearing just black shirts, black pants. It's and so it's gorgeous. Fe- <laughs> it's beautiful and it's so fun to look and at. And their feet are blacks. And they're holding hands and that's kind of how the battle ends is they realize that they're all Ken's. And they all deserve, a kind of. Because the,
1: there's a lyric they have. They, as a choir, they all say, "I'm just Ken,"
0: and, and that's I'm enough. enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's and the 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 song is the
3: transition of the idea of like I'm just Ken to I'm just Ken. Yes,
0: right. yeah. which
3: Absolutely. is what it's marketed.
2: It's it's Barbie. You know, like she's everything and he's just Ken, as what all the posters say. Right. And right before that, you know, that's funny. All of that it's is a joke. It's funny, and then also it's like. It's Barbie coming to the terms with the fact that a woman is everything. It has to be everything and experiences everything and has so much cognitive dissonance there. And that Ken is just Ken. And that's so dope. You know? I have
4: connected it that way before.
2: That's it's, really good. I like that.
4: Yeah. And so they sing their little song. And while they've been doing this, the Barbies have completed their plan to distract them from voting so that all the Barbies can make their own vote. Which is basically just that Barbie land will remain forever, right? Yeah, they put the Constitution Uh, back.
3: Not not just all the Barbies. And Alan. All the Barbies and Alan. Alan Alan's also there.
4: And the humans. humans. Yeah. So they get the Constitution back (sighs) in place. And the Kens realize, and they all, well no they don't, they all walk back to the Dream Houses holding hands, having a good time, and then they go, isn't it is it, is it just me yeah, or does it feel like it's a lot dreamier? In the <laughs> weirdest
1: <laughs> ADR line in the whole movie. Yeah. It's just me or do these mojo dojo casa houses get a lot dreamier.
4: Yeah, and they did because all the Barbies are back in their dream houses. Mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bleeped F word in this movie. Mm-hmm. Good. With the Mattel logo. With the Mattel, logo. Mattel oh, logo. That's that's funny.
2: I wish they kept the F the Empire and just put a Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah.
1: That would have been good. That would have been good. good. A Hasbro yeah. logo. Um,
0: yeah,
4: so there's one is, joke for the film Bros. <laughs> this is kind of where uh, you know this kind of wraps up is. Well, I mean, there's just the emotional. I mean, uh, yeah, so just they, the entire yeah, like yeah, character the, you, arc yeah. conclusions well, for I every don't character. Feel confident enough? Oh no, you know, well, so no, I need y'all to do it. All right, the Ken's so are back. What? The happens? Ken's are back, and
1: Margaret Robbie says like, "Hey, things are back to normal now," and Ken has an existential crisis. And can't handle it, and abandons his brothers and runs inside crying. God. Is he crying? Uh, and he's crying face down on the on the bed, and Barbie comes to visit him and says, "Hey, like you doing okay?" He said, "You know, it's okay. It's okay to cry." <laughs> he's like, "What is what is this exact phrasing?" He's like, "I'm I'm a, it's not I'm a man in touch with my feelings. It's something. I'm, I'm an empowered." What does he say? I'm a, of, I'm, a liberate, I'm a
4: liberated man. I'm a liberated.
1: I'm a liberated man. I like. I'm not ashamed of my feelings. <laughs> it's just a really funny little moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But basically, like, she is trying to help him, and through trying to help him, starts helping herself because mm-hmm. she's saying, like, "Hey, like, you exist outside of me," mm-hmm. and she has a genuine moment of apologizing and saying, "Hey, like." Not every night had to be girls' night. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't have to be ooh. That was that was Not God. Every defi- night had to be girls night. <laughs> yeah, that was definitive. Oh, Actually, um... every night is girls'
0: night. <laughs> every night
1: is girls oh, it's night. been decreed
3: by God. Today like and God. yesterday and every day forever. <laughs>
2: uh, like Ken says, I just don't know who I am without you. Mm-hmm. And I think Margot Robbie plays it brilliantly of realizing that she also doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Without Barbie. And they mm-hmm. both... That is the goal for both of them.
1: Right. And it's just... its Again, it's a really lovely moment from the both of them, I think. And, like, Will, you were talking about Margaret Robbie's greatest strength in this movie is, like, the double realization. Like, the double meaning of, like, yes. Yes. Like, that kind of feeling. She, she does so many of those... And, like, this scene culminates in one of those, of, like, oh, you are just you. Like, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, you see that switch go off it's in her Barbie eyes. It's
2: and it's Ken.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a nice little moment. And, like, one thing I've seen people talking about, and I think it is an interesting observation to make, is that Barbie apologizes for the things she's done. And the things that she's done that genuinely, like... Weren't the chillest things to do, but also in the grand scale of things are pretty incomparable to like the stuff that Ken did. Barbie doesn't get an apology from Ken. And I don't think that negates his character arc. I don't think that negates like the message that he is and the lessons he's learning. But I do think, again, Greta playing 4D chess, I think that also speaks to a lot of women's experience. I just, I don't know, the movie is doing so many things all in the middle of a Barbie movie, a Mattel funded Barbie movie. And I just think that's really interesting. So that's Ken becomes Knuff. Yeah.
3: That's his ending. Um, daughter and mother.
2: Pitch normal Barbie. Pitch. And it is gonna make money. Complicated, so Mattel says that's fine.
3: Complicated and or Barbie. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because the Mattel guys are there. Yeah, the Mattel
1: guys got
4: there. They come out of the treehouse. They, they get all to make, in the treehouse. They, they get all in the treehouse.
3: Greta Gerwig which has is just a really good sight, guy. Greta yeah. Gerwig just saved the concept of Barbie, which was on the verge of death, I think. Yeah. And she just gave it another twenty years of life. So Mattel's happy.
4: Mm-hmm. And yeah, so at this point, everyone's kind of getting their Wizard of Oz kind of happy ending, but Margot Robbie's Barbie is like, well, I'm. I don't know who i am like i'm not barbie anymore i don't know what i am and it's at this point that the woman that was introduced earlier who we didn't know who it was earlier when barbie was in mattel headquarters and wandered onto a soundstage that was a old woman's cottage and played by ria perlman ruth handler comes into barbie land and she's like come with me and they and they step outside and obviously after i'm done with this please bring up any lines that i've forgotten and she takes her into yet another just beautiful white kind of soundstage area that has these really beautiful, um, kind of hazy, blobby colors of like blue. There's fog
2: machines.
1: There's, it, remind, yeah. it reminds me a lot of the end of the Dream Ballet and Singing in the Rain. Like yeah. those
0: washes yeah. of color. Yeah, it's really pretty.
3: it's yeah. like something between that and like a cool aquarium.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they stand there, and basically Barbie is explaining what she's feeling. And she's like, and I think I don't, she's like, I don't really know what I'm feeling. I think I maybe want to be this or do this. And Ruth Handler's like, well, you don't need to, it sounds like you're asking me for permission. Yeah, she like, can I
1: do that? Like, and she said, why? Like, well, yeah. you're the creator. Like, don't you control me? Don't I have to ask your
4: permission? Yeah. And she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you guys remember these lines. I want to hear it from you.
2: And she doesn't. She doesn't have to
4: ask for permission. <laughs>
1: yeah, no lines from any of us And that and that and,
4: that and that kind of ties into what Will was talking about of that kind of that mother daughter mm-hmm. relationship I imagine a lot of women really relate to of like there comes a time where you are like, Oh, I don't have to like ask for permission from like either my mother or yeah. like older women, other women to do things and be things and to just be free to do what you want to do and be who you want to be.
3: Yeah. I mean it's yeah, <laughs> we get the hardest line in cinema history of the 2020s
1: maybe the hard like, just the hardest line of the decade the line that she says is she says that we mothers stand still so that our daughters yes. can look back and see how far they've come yes mm-hmm. and i have not been able to stop thinking about that that's, line that's a, wow. apparently
4: i could i didn't remember that <laughs> yeah. and, I saw it,
2: and it is that's okay you know how like in your second puberty is a dude you can now grow facial hair Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Sasha is going through her first puberty and you realize like the entire world is against you and you have to learn how to operate underneath that and everyone hates women and, blah, blah, blah. and then this like second puberty that Barbie experiences of realizing like actually no one actually has control over you and you are it's Barbie realizing that she can be human which the transition from doll to human is is very cinematic but also like the transition from like young woman to human is crazy you know um and and the way that relates to mothers and what being not only a woman means but also what what being a human means generationally
4: and this is of course when you know once barbie accepts the conditions of what's going to happen she tells her to just feel
1: yeah
4: and barbie closes her eyes and she feels and we are treated to just a really stunning um montage kind of over you know overlaid of um childhood of a girl's childhood i believe was it all i've i can not remember of, of, of just like anyone
3: on the feminine cast one, joy.
2: so yeah yeah that's the behind
1: the, con- yeah, the scenes context is that greta went to the cast and crew and said hey please send me home videos. Oh, send me really send me moments of you, your daughters, your own lives, your mothers, anything. Yeah. And so it's made up because she's like, that felt like a culmination of a way of saying that this movie was made by all of us. That's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. I really, really like as, I
2: heard in one interview, she wanted to do the like a film by and have everybody, but that's not allowed
1: mm-hmm. because the studio execs are
2: yeah. <laughs> so weird. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And- weird um, DGA rules. The you th- got this th- montage... Over the top of Billie Eilish's... Uh, Nemo's egg. <laughs> yeah. freaking Yeah. Yeah. What was I made for? Yeah, which is... It's
2: incredible. devastating, <laughs> it's, Yeah. Incredible. Heartbreaking
1: in the best way possible. I
2: listened to it seven times in one day, all in a row.
1: Was that your drive back
3: you were telling me yeah, about?
2: I did do that.
3: The movie ends on the gynecologist line,
4: which is... Beautiful, perfect. by the way. A lot of people.
0: I was so I know, scared
2: she was going to get a job, and I was like, "Oh no, it's capitalist!" I know, capitalist. That, I know <laughs> that,
4: like, I know that it's funny, but also, I don't know. I, I just, I think that that's just a really beautiful thing. It is of, like normalizing that, and also like that being something that Barbie's nervous but also excited about.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And I just think that's a really perfect well, one to end on. I really cool.
1: liked. Uh, something you talked to me about, Will, like in context of that kind of jumping off of your point, Max, and feeding it, is this idea that like you said something, Will, where you're like, that specific, I'm here to see my gynecologist is, again, exclusively a woman line. I'm here for a job interview, could be anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm here to see my gynecologist is, again barbie reaffirming connection to woman barbie's
3: choosing to be a woman in america in 2023 Mm -hmm. not choosing to be just any old human or become a man and like acquire that power by taking on the cultural ideas of manhood like it it was it's faking us out that she's getting a high-paying corporate job Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and just which is Mm -hmm. like a great thing that en- that a woman could do or anyone could do mm-hmm. but instead of showing us something neutral or maybe capitalist yeah it is something undeniably
0: mm-hmm.
3: unique to to women's experience
1: so i i like I Not that
2: seeing a gynecologist makes you a, a woman knowing
1: that's right. an important thing to say yeah. totally
2: but doing something very vulnerable and human. And
4: I'm bad like a Barbie. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> so how do
3: we decide if it's better than Citizen Kane?
4: Well, well hang on. It is. Yeah. Hang on. So there's actually... Yeah. Okay. Hold on.
2: <laughs> Are we done? Are we still going?
4: No, yeah. We're, we're oh, yeah. Sorry. still going. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Well, first I want to ask, because this is a crossover, first I want to ask, does this fit the criteria of being a Barbie movie?
3: Uh, oh, lots of horses.
2: Some milfs. More horses, city,
3: more horses, milfs, and walkable cities than we've ever seen I in could any ever dream. two hours. I think
2: she listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when the first like horse joke was in there, I was I was a little bit scared that maybe Greta heard my speaking voice. On Leo said, on "You a better recording. put a
3: horse in the podcast," and she's like, like "Yeah, they
2: It's all of they're it's in, a lot of horses, but horses are
3: There's the horse patriarchy Sorry, yeah, like horses yeah. are in this movie more than horses were in I Spirit.
2: I didn't, I didn't yeah. <laughs>
3: and so
2: she listened
3: it is
2: chosen for her for sure
3: and what else there was the one that isn't there that we've been talking about
2: well, like an animal sidekick but there is that uh, the there's a dog. robot dog but robot animal dog.
3: sidekick is not and
2: i, I remember that do- i do have a lot of friends with the pooping dog not super prominent is in animal Bibble sidekick. An
4: animal
3: hmm I don't want to talk about Bibble. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, shouldn't have I thought it's this was going to be, be the one. I'm sorry. I thought this crossover was going to be my one episode. I thought this is going to be the one we
2: don't talk about. Oh,
4: I'm this. sorry.
3: The one where they don't talk about Bibble was my favorite episode of Friends.
4: Um, <laughs> the
3: one where they don't.
4: Just any episode <laughs> of Friends. First rule
2: of Bibble. We don't talk about Bibble.
4: Every episode of Friends is alternatively titled The One Where They Don't Talk <laughs> About
2: Bibble.
4: <laughs> Or, yeah, it's the Doctor Strange subtitle. That one person who's like, can't wait till the one where they do. <laughs> don't they don't. They don't. Yeah. Can I bring up something? Please. Please. Before we dive into Citizen Kane criteria. Is that the Barbie suits criteria? That's it, yeah. Okay. 12 out of 12 dancing princesses 12 out of 12 dancing, dancing princesses, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. I'll give it that, too. I would also agree. I haven't seen the 12 dancing princesses, but I'll, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I've brought my gender studies textbook, Gendered Lives, by Natalie Fixmer-Ores and Julia T. Wood. Because there's something that I wanted to bring up specifically, which came up in my discussion with Parker after seeing it the first time. Which was, I love that this movie, again, in that first scene with Weird Barbie, where she's talking about, hey, the feelings of the girl who's playing with you on the other side of this, like, nebulous membrane of, of play is feeling these things, and that's being reflected through you. And something that I brought up with Parker and a few of the other people that we saw the movie with is I kind of brought up this random thing that came to my mind, and I found the actual passages that I was referencing. So I'm going to read about them here, and I just want to see if this feels at all applicable to the movie Barbie 2023, directed by Greta Gerwig, written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Shout out to Noah Baumbach, who also contributed a little. As far as we know. The
2: Madagascar 3 guy?
4: Yeah, the same guy who yeah. helped write Madagascar yeah. 3. Yeah, um, Europe's most wanted. There was a polka dot afro. That's
0: a thought that, All
4: right. Boys games usually involve fairly large groups, nine individuals for each baseball team, for instance. Most boys games are competitive, have clear goals, involve physically rough play in large spaces, and are organized by rules and roles that specify who does what and how to play. Because the games boys typically play are structured by goals and rules, there is limited need to discuss how to play, although there may be talk about strategies. In playing games, boys learn to 1. Use communication to assert your ideas, opinions, and identity. Two, use talk to achieve something, such as solving problems or developing strategies. Three, use communication to attract and maintain others' attention. And four, use communication to compete for the talk stage. Make yourself stand out, take attention away from others, and get others to pay attention to you. So that's how boys learn in societal kind of how children are gendered, how gender first shows up when you're growing up. That's how boys learn to communicate. Mm-hmm. Is that's, the, that's what their games and toys teach them, right? Mm-hmm. Girls' games. Many girls today also play competitive games. In addition, most girls play some games that few boys play. The games pre- played primarily by girls cultivate distinct ways of communicating. Girls tend to play in pairs or in small groups rather than large ones. Games such as house and school do not have preset clear-cut goals and rules or er, roles. There is no touchdown in playing school, and the roles of teacher or student aren't fixed like the roles of guard and forward. When playing, young girls spend more time talking than doing anything else, a pattern that is not true of young boys' play. Playing house, for instance, typically begins with a discussion about who is going to be a parent and who is going to be a child. The lack of preset goals for the games requires girls to develop interpersonal communication skills. The games generally played by girls teach four basic rules for communication. One, use communication to create and maintain relationships. The process of communication, not its content, is the heart of relationships. Two, use communication to establish egalitarian relations with others don't outdo criticize or put down others if you have to criticize be gentle 3 use communication to include others bring them into conversations respond to their ideas and 4 use communication to show sensitivity to others and relationships and i think that barbie is as actually a very good like look at the especially in how the kens interact like specifically using communication to attract and maintain others attention Mm -hmm. and also communication as a way of making yourself stand out and taking attention away from others is very much portrayed by the Ken's and how they interact with one another. Whereas the Barbies are very much like we're going to talk. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know. I thought that it was a very good way of also introducing like the communication and also again, like tying in playing as kids. I don't know. I
2: like that. That's I feel like that's really, uh, Visible in the, the, like, hi, Ken, hi, Barbie, you know, that part, because Ken gets really frustrated when everybody else starts talking and also saying hi, Barbie, establishing relationships when he Mm -hmm. was trying to get Barbie's attention by saying hi, Barbie.
4: That's really cool. I don't know. And obviously it's not saying this is how it always is. In fact, it's mostly saying we shouldn't make it like this. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I thought that was something. The movie's playing off of those stereotypes. Like, those ideas and concepts and... A good observation. Yeah.
3: It's, it's really great material. Thanks good. for bringing that. Yeah. yeah, the Barbie is great proof of that right. concept and offers
1: actually interesting solutions.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I wish Ken so. would have found that book in the middle school library. Wouldn't well, that yeah. be
1: nice? Can you imagine if Ken walked back to Barbie land with like an armful of Brene Brown?
4: <laughs> I, I like gender studies. Yeah. a <laughs> world, <laughs> world.
2: It's wow. like, I found the bell jar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> uh, All yeah. right. Um, yeah
1: that's d- barbie that's barbie that's barbie but how does this work are we doing concessions are we doing let's
4: do can we do a quick
1: snack
0: run can we do a snack run Kay.
1: yeah we're halfway through, <laughs>
0: halfway through the podcast <laughs> congrats folks yeah been? let's do a snack yeah.
1: break we're, we're rocking it we're doing great okay. <laughs> still shorter than oppenheimer <laughs> usually our criteria goes pretty quick I think I'm... I think we've done a very lengthy discussion this. thus far, and so the the, the the better than Citizen Kane stuff is going to be. Very we can blast through it, we but yeah, blast. we do need to do a snack break though. Let's I
2: think. do a snack break. I need to stand what do you up. all want to to steal from my mother, who stood still's pantry?
1: Ooh, well, as as guests here, I would love like what's what's the. I'm going to put you in the role of like. House waiter, right now. Like, what okay, are you? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. What, what, That's what, feeling a
3: what, real like sexist dog. Yeah. That was talking to both of you. You were looking <laughs> right at her. There's a I camera. Was, I was, was watching. Uh, back. Uh, back. <laughs> right this at her. guy asked
2: me, "What's for dinner?" Uh,
3: and,
4: uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm getting sentenced. <laughs>
2: I gotta finish my popular really ball.
3: Cool. Because I'm swallowing really loud and I don't
2: want to be on a buckhouse. My podcast juice is freezing over! Rio
3: has to freeze her brain in order to talk about Citizen Kane.
0: Oh man. <laughs> I love cover <Heather's> 16. <laughs>
3: yeah. What are your what are your thoughts about the cinematic masterpiece, Citizen
4: Kane?
2: I like it when I did that one shot. <laughs>
4: Um Rio confided in me. And I'm sure you know this, Will.
2: Don't tell him. I, won't tell, I, him. Don't tell
4: him. <laughs> I won't tell him. Um Rio might be our first guest who hasn't seen Citizen Kane.
2: I saw through. eleven seconds. I saw this thing.
4: But no trespassing. Yeah.
2: And yeah. That was it. And then I got real sleepy.
4: It to can't all imagine what's yeah.
0: <laughs> I love Metallica It's not agree.
4: like Parker and I started this podcast because we both have some pretty. I non-plus. can't believe that they made <laughs> Fantasia
0: two
2: thousand for men. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, you have the correct relationship with Citizen Kane. Truly,
4: the criteria that we weigh movies against Citizen Kane through is one historical slash technical relevance mm-hmm. in cinema history mm-hmm. two is uh is how well is it doing what it's trying to do and three is did you connect with it emotionally yeah. can't imagine what any of us are going to say Yeah, no
1: clue about that third one
4: <laughs> but That's really up in the air um who wants to start i think over the next 20
3: years if you want to understand what's going to be happening now in the film industry and the way that it's going and what it will look like and also understand 20th century filmmaking really well barbie's going to be required watching in like every film school it's just it's going to be an important <laughs> a canonical movie sure so i i think that you if you're going into filmmaking right now and you can only watch one, I think for your career's sake, you have to watch Barbie. This is what's difficult, because we ran into the same issue. Oh, but Citizen Kane is one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> which, mm-hmm. is <laughs> we, which
4: is also consistently what we keep running into when we talk talking about movies. Okay, but go ahead. But no, just like you you and I talked about this with Puss in Boots. We're like right.
1: super recent movies, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Barbie came out, Four days ago? At the yeah. time of recording. Four Recency days ago. bias could not like. be stronger. <laughs> it's... it's, it's <laughs> But what I will say is even in those four days, we are already seeing history being made. Yeah. Officially, the biggest opening weekend for a female director in history. It has grossed $162 million during its opening weekend in the US and Canada alone. Yeah. This surpassed the other record holders for female directed film debuts. Captain Marvel... In 2019, opened to uh, 153 million, and Wonder Woman in 2017 um, opened to 103 million. Uh, additionally, some things that I think are interesting in terms of like a historical context: women drove Barbie's success, making up 65 percent of the audience. Men typically make up the audience majority for films that make over a hundred million dollars in their debut. Hmm additionally 40 percent of those viewers were under the age of 25 so looking at those kinds of numbers in historical context feeding into your point will like this does feel like a cultural moment happening in real time like film history is being made just solely in like not only the droves of people going to see it, but who specifically is going to see and driving that success. Mm -hmm. And, like, so much of filmmaking as a business, you know, you learn in producing classes is looking at, like, the four quadrants and trying to find something that appeals to all these different people. And then you always try to, like, niche down. You try to find, okay, this movie caters to this and this and this. And predominantly the niche and i I say niche with the biggest scare quotes in the world because it is not it's a majority but most movies are catering to men ages like 18 to 35 like that is predominantly the biggest chunk of the movie going audience and this film not only is breaking records right now it has worldwide I might be wrong about that. It might it might be domestically. I do know that I read somewhere that it is lining up to be the fourth biggest opening weekend of period all time, right? yeah. of all time. Is
4: that worldwide or is that domestically, do you know? I think it's domestic. D- that sounds about right. I think yeah. it's domestic. And I heard that its opening weekend it beat out Mario from the it did. Year this mm-hmm. year, right, yeah. which was pre which was also a huge Yeah, it's the biggest Yeah, it's the biggest
3: opening when weekend when Mario of the year. changed movies and the movie business forever and now yeah
1: wow, now we live in mario World. and
2: also like post pandemic too right? oh
0: absolutely
1: right. that's another big thing going on right it, now so you know, it's like already yeah
2: a big deal that anybody was there you it, know? Totally.
3: it proved that there's a new demographic that will feed the cinematic economy for the next
4: 15 to 20 years
1: right yeah. and will absolutely show up when they are catered to yeah
4: if you make a, a good movie for right. them mm-hmm. um this movie is coming out at a time when actors and writers are on strike uh-huh. and yeah. also at a time when like massive franchise blockbusters are kind of flopping this year like you look at what's been happening so far this year and they're really underperforming and i feel like also like the the amount of money that the writers guild is asking for is basically like the budget of A Dial of Destiny, of an Indiana Jones, which it's came like out at the end of
2: June. 0.09%, <laughs> yeah. like, like 0.1%.
4: The other thing to keep in mind, historically, is that in the last 10 or 15 or 20 years, we have seen mid-budget films die. Barbie is not necessarily a mid-budget film, but when compared to the cost of most summer hits in the past few years, what is it, $140 million? Hundred and fifty million is how much it costs uh, to make Barbie. One hundred forty-five. Yeah, One hundred forty-five million. So right in the middle of what I said. Yeah. What are um, you got? Some it.
2: Other, what's like the average?
4: What's a blockbuster
2: mean, cost normally. Does
4: anyone know? The,
3: well, the Lord of the Rings TV show cost a billion dollars. Marvel movies cost over three hundred million dollars. Budget
4: to make Barbie and Oppenheimer together. And again, I didn't check this figure, so maybe this is false. But the two budgets of these two movies together. Is still less than it took to make Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: Oppenheimer, I think, is like
2: we just hate seventy-eight girls, huh?
1: million, maybe. Yeah, just like
2: like not know, it's so unethical because yeah. they sold out all the pink paint in the entire world, <laughs> and it's so expensive. This high budget <laughs> movie, and it's like not as expensive. It's as not even it's not a Marvel movie. Close. But I think, we just hate Cross. <sighs>
4: but I really hope that you know. Obviously, we're at a we're at a precipice with studios right now, and I hope that if ever. They decide to come back to the table. It was hundred
1: million even, sorry.
4: Hundred million even for Oppenheimer? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So $245 million total to make these two movies. Yes. Yeah, less than Which are oh, okay, sorry. Anyway, pocket, pocket absolutely change. bonkers A to quarter hear. billion dollars. A quarter billion to make as much money as they've already made. Yeah. Oppenheimer is also doing incredibly well as a biopic. Mm-hmm. Historical biopic. So anyway, the other thing that I want to keep in mind is not just historical but technical relevancy. Parker already talked about this earlier. We already talked about this earlier. Barbie is also using classic filmmaking techniques like matte paintings, like, you know, physical sets, these sorts of things at a time in film history when though that is not common, that is not necessary, that is not something that studios are pursuing because typically their argument is that I have heard before is that, you know, asking like physical prop makers and set builders to make those things costs more <laughs> than it does to have visual effects departments do. Which apparently is a lie. The budgets for the next three Avatar
3: movies are like maybe a billion dollars to make all those movies. And they're all
4: CGI. Right. And We so, just hate
2: the working class too. Well, because ah! also, because again, that gets oh! into the fact that
4: like visual effects, um, you know, the industry is not unionized. They don't yeah. have a union so they can be taken advantage of. Which it's, is the yeah, real it's reason. It's cheaper labor
3: it's because it's exploitation. so again
4: looking at barbie on this (laughs) and that's what barbie wanted you to realize (laughs) too so i feel like not just historically but technically barbie is doing something that is very impressive for the time sure if you look at not necessarily all of film history but specifically what it's doing in its moment it is a star shining in a sea of awfulness absolutely if you unless you
3: are unless you are the person who thinks that the marvelification of hollywood is the best thing that's ever happened (laughs) to the movies right greta 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 gerwig just proved the antithesis of to be true for the next 10 or 20 years like a marvel movie is third or fourth our third and fourth i think on this year's yeah uh, box office reports so far and Barbie's going to not stop making money this year. No, it's going to keep going. And that means it's over. You know? Hopefully. Barbie just Barbie, I'm calling it now. Yeah. You know, we've been saying maybe. Like, maybe superheroes <laughs> yeah. are on their way out or whatever. Barbie will be considered either the end of the superhero era or the beginning of whatever the next one is.
2: Yeah. Well, I said this in our, like, pre, pre-show podcast. Of, like, the... Th- I've, I don't, we've talked about this already, like, the third-placification of the movie theater, and people going in groups, and I'm, every single conversation I've had, like, somebody checks, like, does the cashier job at the store, and I'm like, have you seen Barbie yet? I don't know, like, everyone's talking about it, and everybody knows what I'm talking about, and, and I, I don't know, were you guys really worried for a little bit that I was like, oh, I was are movies just going to be kind of bad forever? Yeah. yeah. Do you, I don't know. I yeah. like saw... That's something I
4: was feeling even just I
2: saw Endgame...
4: Five <laughs> yeah. days ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I remember like seeing Endgame at like a great theater in a packed house and kind of being like, there's never going to be another movie made again that I'm actually going to like.
1: Well, like I even like I... Having all of the faith and love in the world for Greta Gerwig, there was a part of me that has been so like soured by a movie going that I was worried Barbie might be bad.
0: Oh, yeah. There was a
1: moment where I was like, is there a version of this that is just the
3: worst?
0: Yeah. Well, We've been conditioned but, of, like,
1: the, they're going to make
3: the worst, most <laughs> sellout decision yeah. every time. And,
2: like, honestly, you guys, like, that we saw it on Thursday. Um and then Friday, and then Saturday, and then also tomorrow. But, um, and every and day every and forever. Day.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 um, but I, like, literally experienced, like, kind of the strangest and deepest depression of my life, like, right after I saw it. Um, one, like, couldn't speak for several hours after seeing it for the first time. And then, like, woke up and felt awful because it was, like, this was so important to me and so insane, and what if nobody else likes it? You know, which I I just wonder, like, people who saw Star Wars for the first time and were like, wow, that was, that's changed my entire worldview and how I look at myself and everybody in it and, and everybody in the world, you know, it's like, what if they don't get it?
3: <laughs> that's, like, like, such a curse. It's If so, you're the guy who sees Star Wars I opening so, day, it's like... And, and no one goes and sees it, I, but now your whole life I'm has so to be scared. Star Wars. I,
2: I don't know. I was, like, so ho- scared, like, horrified. Yeah. No movie has ever made me genuinely afraid that I was like, I might, I might lose relationships over this. I might, Sure. do you know what I mean? And I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't know that I could feel that way about a movie.
3: So, so. I think that's all three of your <laughs> criteria. <laughs> <laughs> and she's talking about Susan Kane For those who weren't <laughs> taking notes,
2: what'd you
1: think of Barbie? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I liked it. <laughs>
1: uh great cool yeah so that's (laughs) so that's that criteria um how well do you think barbie is doing what it's trying to do first off what do you think it's trying to do and how well is it doing that i think it's trying to
3: prove by just being such an effective and well-crafted movie that women have to be in the top five box office of every year forever like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's trying to do, I don't know, who could say what, like, it's trying to do well, a lot. It's also trying to get us on this couch talking about this movie mm-hmm. with each other and, like... Right, I think we spent two and a half hours talking about what are. it's doing. I don't know if the um, movie's ever done this is it That's another thing that I've
2: seen people, like, critique of, like, it, it doesn't stick the landing on anything it's trying to comment on. And I think it's also... I feel like Barbie is also trying to say that that's okay. You know, that and is important and... Having to operate under difficult capitalism in order to make a a movie, I guess even not a high budget movie though, Mm. huh? But still, still high, high, I guess. Yeah.
3: But like, (laughs) but also like,
2: you know, it's like, does it answer any of our questions? And it's like, maybe not really. And you can still make a movie about a question and not have to answer it.
3: It acknowledges that everyone has the same question in a way that we haven't been able to acknowledge.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of. I mean, it's literally.
3: Breaking the cognitive you dissonance. You can't
1: expect the Barbie movie to do what everybody's expecting Barbie the doll to do. Right. Where it's like, oh, did it solve right. feminism worldwide? Again, it's it's right. the thing of
4: like, and if we put all of those same pressures on a doll slash a.k.a. A, a movie. Movie, slash movie. Slash a female Then what are director, we even doing slash, to slash an actress. any woman, yeah. anything representing women? Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? What I think doing? I
3: think that's a great point, too. This is something I was thinking about. Of why the Trixie Mattel video is so good, and why that opening sequence is so good of taking us through all the Barbies, of like Barbie came out and Barbie did change things. Mm-hmm. Barbie proved that there's a place in the economy for young girls, yeah, which is like crazy, right? And, and
4: outside of again, like the something we've known forever because women motherhood. are the highest consumers, yeah. And outside an image
3: of... and aspiration and a yeah. toy, other than motherhood and like all these amazing things that Barbie did economically, yeah. culturally in the feminist movement. And also, you know, you can argue that it set it back or whatever, but that's every time Barbie comes out, Barbie changes the world. And this movie is the, is our generations Barbie. Like this is the idea of Barbie that we are given Mm -hmm. in the way that the doll wasn't the idea of Barbie. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Now it's a movie is like, this is not Barbie in, this is not Barbie goes to the real world. Yeah. It could have been. This could have been named anything. Barbie <laughs> as what? It, like yeah. none of the there's not a Barbie movie that's been called Barbie the movie. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Barbie. Barbie, Barbie just came out. Yeah. Like how that's people said point. in 1959, like if you go back in time, you'd be like Barbie just came out. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. This is a Barbie. This is a new
1: platonic ideal of womanhood in America. It's been the meme for so long of Barbenheimer because they both came out the same day. But also, like, in the context of what we're talking about right now, we have two directors with proven track records, Mm -hmm. proven bodies of works, proven box office success, proven critical success. And not a single person I've heard or seen online has once been like, I don't know, we'll see if Nolan sticks the landing. We'll see if he gets to do another one after this. Yeah. I consistently... people are talking about that with Greta where it's like well this has to be the biggest thing ever like beforehand before it was the biggest thing ever and it's been blowing all these records out of the water over the weekend so much of the conversation was that it was like well it's a really high budget for her she's never worked at this scale before nobody
4: (laughs) said that shit
1: about nolan when he did batman begins and
4: also when she came out it was like i want to be a studio filmmaker She's like I don't want to be an indie film. She's like I want to make studio films. So yeah. people were like, "Oh, Whoa. it's like it just you're an art house director, <laughs> right?" Don't tell a woman what she can be and do. It just
1: yeah, it's anyway.
3: <laughs> it's and that it is Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. that she's like competing against in the that box is office.
2: Christopher Nolan.
3: That it's you. We picked the dutiest filmmaker <laughs> like, who is like seen as the person who once 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 the boys take the box office back over and Christopher Nolan's making movies again, then it'll be good. It's like, I hate Marvel. My favorite director is Christopher Nolan. Like, that's another group of person. And I love you. Thanks for listening. But (laughs) um, I just just assume that's your guys' target (laughs) demographic.
4: Our target demographic is us. Hi, Margie. And sometimes my dad. I <laughs> <gonna> say
3: us <laughs> and our three <laughs> listeners. But Greta, Greta Gerwig is dunking on Christopher Nolan in the box office, and that, that is not something I could have imagined a year ago. Sure. Because yeah. I'm a sexist. No, just because <laughs> <What>? it's not... <laughs> You keep telling on yourself, man. And cut it out. it out. It's just it oh, makes yeah. me he just history. edit out the parts where I look bad. I'll cut it out. Just edit out
0: the parts where
4: I look bad. I'm just.
3: I'll cut. I'll cut all these out. I'll
4: yeah. make AI say that and then make it Max's voice. Um, Coolsville. <laughs> no, it's
3: just not <laughs> okay. how it's not how the business has worked. Yeah. No, that's fair. And she changed it. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Anyway, well, I also. No, but you're think... right. It was internalized sexism, right? I was so freaking nervous yeah. of like, what if it's bad? Yeah. What if it's bad? And it's like and then that's why that morning I was like, "Oh my gosh, what if it's good?" Like, I don't know, it it sure. is sexism and it's internalized,
4: yeah. you know? I also want to say that I think that Barbie is also trying to be very funny mm-hmm. and it succeeds at that.
3: As a comedy, the funniest comedy I've seen yep. in a theater maybe
4: ever. Yep. It's, I laughed out loud. It's and trying out loud. to comment on the patriarchy in case you didn't know. What? I know,
3: The Patriot What Now?
4: <laughs> and That's uh, my
3: Timothy Chalamet. As well.
4: Oh, that was good. Does he say that?
3: <laughs> he goes, uh, Oompa, What Now?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Make a chocolate course. <laughs> I'm
3: making chocolate, of course. Wait, a Sorry. How about, we do, <laughs> wait,
2: what if we do an episode on that in December and I'll be on it and I also won't have seen that movie either? <laughs>
4: yeah okay I also want to say that I think Barbie is also trying to be very funny Uh and it's working it is consistently laugh out loud funny it is drawing on physical comedy it is drawing on again like the references that she pointed out of like the Philadelphia story and those Uh sorts of things and it's also again it's trying to take filmmaking back to another kind of era but also not just in a nostalgic way which I think something else that Ryan Gosling has been in but you guess what it is oh. is also trying to do that in a much more like specific like we're doing this yeah whereas gerwig is specifically like using it to her advantage as well what if a, a fake like Dreamhouse set was also just like a soundstage because that's kind of that what that looked like mm-hmm. i think she's just executing that super super well totally and again you have like this existential element that absolutely lands you have this element of like how the patriarchy obviously like oppresses women, and she tackles that really well. But also, again, as we've talked about, how she also has somehow finds the time to be like eh, something for the boys too. Sure, like that's cool. The La La Land, I'm gonna say it. The La La <laughs> Land, uh, like you know, oh no, dream... now you're actually talking to our demographic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the La La Land dream ballet stuff lands, and you're like loving it if you're obsessed with singing in the rain which yeah. like it's the same audience but have you see it in enough diverse theaters you know people are loving that dream ballet yeah and have never seen singing in the rain before in their life they have no idea what it's referencing but it's working well yeah as a dream ballet yeah
0: mm-hmm.
3: like to, in order to be a great parody you have to be a great version of the thing that you're sure paradizing Or homaging. Or homaging, and it's like doing all of those. Like, it is also just some of the best choreography in a movie. Like, it is also the best musical that came out this year. What else has come out this year? Nothing? Exactly. (laughs) That's the point. That's the point. What
0: else
3: I could see, like, what if soundstage musical comedies came back
1: because of this movie? song.
4: Barker, I have a joke to make later. No, oh,
1: no, I know you don't have to say the joke. I know the joke. Okay, okay my laptop's
3: gonna die. Let's finish we gotta this thing. go. Okay, what's our last criteria? Last criteria. <laughs> okay. Oh, did you finish?
4: No, I think we're fine. We did it. Yeah. We, we're giving it to Barbie? We're giving well, it. Mean, is Barbie it's doing? Is doing doing what criteria? It's, okay. Is Barbie doing what it's doing better than Citizen Kane is doing what it's doing? Yes. Do you want me to okay. cry right now? I
3: cried like I'll a baby in Barbie. I've never you shed a solitary tear watching Citizen Kane.
4: Okay, so you emotionally connected to Barbie. Yes. You did yeah. emotionally connect. And that's the same for you? Yes. That's the same for you. Absolutely. You fell asleep. And I also feel the same way.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Which means
0: it's a clean sweep.
4: Yeah. Clean Okay, sweep. Well, let's all say it at the same time Barbie, Barbie is, is, better is better
0: than better Citizen Kane. Kane! We did it,
1: folks. Oh, wow. And it only took us three hours. <laughs> This is the crossover episode. It's two of our episodes combined. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for Thanks listening,
4: everybody. Listen Next time Akira.
1: Next
3: yeah. time is Barbie Diaries.
0: No! <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, if you like Akira, I have to
0: see the worst Barbie movie, or yet. if you like
4: Barbie Diaries, yeah. tune in to the Odd podcast. Check, check out it. Mind Over Mattel.
0: <laughs> Thanks. 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 Yeah, please Bye.
1: do. I would
3: love it. Anyway. We're, doing we're doing our
0: best, We're doing our
1: best, and right. it will uh... uh... all. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. Thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs>